And this is Randy's number one Andy, assault rifle of comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walk at a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hold up. He's probably not here, out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, keep the sock puppet nation, let the party begin. Haywood, Pop Pop, Petey, Romaine, top of the list, JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips, might be waxing philosophical or talking bullshit, might be just trying to help you get a nice pink young bitch. You have an opinion, let's hear it, do it proper, the world may suck, but I like it, I want you. Facebook, email, tweet us, get out your closet if you're dropping our names. Now let's come together, there's nothing else to say, let's start the show, Randolph hit him with the Hey, listen. Can you hear me? Am I up? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear yourself? Why can I not hear myself? Are my headphones not plugged in? They should be plugged in. They're plugged into an extender. What's happening, everybody? Randolph Terrence. Can you you not hear yourself? Not at all. That's interesting. Maybe the extender is not working. Can you hear me? Maybe. I can hear you, yeah. I can hear you for sure. I don't hear a damn thing. I think you're just high. Maybe you're high. I am high. Maybe your headphone extender is not working. Hold on, let me work on this. Can you hear me? We probably should have done a test, a material test. Let's try this first. Let me move over. Hello. Now I can hear myself. Turn me up a little bit more. Hang on. I got to. I got to. Now I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can hear everything. There's the extender that wasn't working. Yeah, that's weird. Well, Randolph Terrence. Uh, hey, I'm Andy Klein. What's going we on? We got a guest sitting in with us today. Uh, not really a guest. You, uh, this gentleman predates the sock puppet days. He would be more along the lines of one of the little brothers of the podcast all the way back. It was Courtney Farrington, and it was this gentleman to my left sitting here. Who is this? Uh, Rob Mayer. Rob <laughs> Mayer. That's uh, Mike Eltringham. The mighty Mike Eltringham. You probably have heard me talk about him before. <clears throat> and... Uh, Listen, people, I'm as high as a kite right now, so I'm going to we do need the, to give some context. Do to the this. best that I can. Here's what the context is: I brought some great heroin down from great New York, heroin. and me and Randolph. Because uh, usually the heroin, the heroin you used to bring was terrible. It was all <laughs> no. stepped on. Yeah, it was awful heroin. I'm coming up in the world. Yeah, yeah. we're like, don't ever take Mike Eldridge's heroin. Mike heroin. The worst heroin you've ever had. Well, the Mike James heroin was much better. Yeah, the Mike James heroin. Heroin. heroin was kind of a yeah step. Uh, so. We, I had we a, could have uh, skipped this week. We, we could have could taken have. The, the day off. But he's a warrior. I'm a soldier. Uh, this is our, our 600th episode. Right. So we brought it. We have a guest that goes back to the old days. That's right. right. Uh, so it's a landmark. You know, we couldn't do 600 next week because Mike Eldringham wouldn't be here. That's right. No? And I'm almost positive. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure I was on the 500th episode. You might have been on the 500th episode. Because I was episode. in town this time last year, roughly That's September. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that would About 100 a year. Were you working then? For us, also, yeah, it was uh, the draft house. It was was it thrown again? It was no, it was Marina Franklin. It was a great weekend. Yeah, I remember and that. Yeah, I'm back here this weekend, that. and actually, it's fun. I'll plug it at the end, but I'm actually going to be back in town 
next week during the week for some shows in DC. So. Yeah, and you're going to be at the green room on Friday. Yeah, yeah. That's there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it'll work well, out. I'll be. Mobile. So usually mobile. when I'm on the podcast, I can't promote the show upcoming show because it's already yeah. going to be done by yeah, the time the listeners this one, get yeah. this. Yeah, right. So, Works out. You guys are in town. Come see Mr. Mike. Please do. So, um, and you get asked for heroin. Yeah, yeah. I've heroin. got plenty of it. Just bags full of it. Bags and bags and bags. Right. So we could have taken this week off. We have a good reason to not yeah, be recording today. What are you gonna do? Um, Randolph had surgery uh, oh. about what twenty four hours ago. <laughs> yeah, less than that. <laughs> he came out of surgery slightly more. I had like just thirty hours. Home. About 26 hours ago. Okay. 26, 27. Okay. I was done at about 11.30. Because I posted a picture on uh, Facebook last night from the green room, and you commented on it. I was like, what are you... I wanted to be like, you should be in bed. Like, you should be, you should be asleep. <laughs> I was just sitting here. I couldn't sleep. It was yeah. uncomfortable. So I was just sitting in this... Basically in this position. You'll notice uh, people who look at my my usual pictures I like to post of us doing the podcast. You notice, first of all... Blurry. No... Uh, well, that too... No uh, live uh, video today. That's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Wait, aren't we going to get live video of your scars? Just to like, yeah, explain well, to everyone. Hopefully they'll be tiny. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they'll be tiny. And uh, I don't want to mess up my bikini wearing. Right. And well, the pictures are going to look kind of... I'm loopy. So we're we're just, also sitting on the couch because you can't sit in the normal chair. No. Uh, that's what it's we're a hoping. casual Handheld mic, so you might get some of that mic noise. Right. That... That kind of stuff coming right. through. Well, Andy said to me before that he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, make sure not to do a lot with the mic." And I probably, went, oh, okay, and then went click it, click, 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 like yeah. immediately yeah. after that. So well, I got it all out of my system. The mic I use is a different uh, brand than the ones you guys have, and it's uh, less noisy. My wife is, my wife is not pleased with us doing this either. By the way, we'll we'll do one episode. Let's do one <laughs> and skip Thursday's episode. Yeah. Um, I got to meet your daughter's guinea pig. That was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, she's fat. Had, yeah. So we have That's the pig part. My girlfriend and I have four guinea pigs in New love York. Them. Yeah, and it's we like used creepy. to have six. I remember when you first started dating, and we were talking about her. Like she's kind of creepy, dude. Uh, well, <laughs> I, here's the thing. Uh, don't you talk about my woman like that? No, uh, uh, <laughs> but no, she. Uh, it was one of those things that uh, you love who you love, right? Like yeah. sometimes it's like, you know, you meet somebody, it's like. That's one thing that you're like, well, that's an odd thing that I yeah. never met someone like that. But I was like, eh, the, it wasn't like bad. And, and also, in at first you're like, that's weird. But then a little while later, you're like, oh, it turns out I can look past that. Turns out oh, it's not a problem. Also, By yeah, way, it's not I at all. Like, now I like them. Yeah, yeah, they're fine. And also, they're very low maintenance generally until they get a little bit older. And I don't yeah. want to make, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, make it depressing. Freak, freak her out. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of exactly. tiny instruments flown in. Uh yeah, we had we <laughs> poor one of our our favorite one. We had one boy, and he actually last year he passed away, but he uh, had surgery before that. Yeah, and uh, it was uh, it it was funny because the surgery didn't work, but he ended up getting better anyway. And then he had another malady, so unfortunately right. he, he passed. But yeah, it was crazy. Like you they know, they don't have that many specialists for that. Well, a couple weeks ago, because um, you're the, you're literally our third straight white guest. <laughs> That's true. Um, a couple weeks ago. Chris Milner was on. Okay. And we were talking, because Chris has a dog now. Oh, wow. We were talking about dogs. I don't know why I said wow. And someone commented on our Facebook page that was the whitest conversation they'd ever heard. We, we've done that when one better. Cr- yeah, we have Guinea eclipsed. Yes. We've gotten whiter. Yeah. And the, the, the it's the whitest thing. And also, the thing I hate about uh, this conversation when I tell people I have guinea pigs, the first thing that many people say is, you know they eat those in Peru, right? 
Because that's what a lot of people say. They tell me that. <laughs> I and I'm like, that. first of all, Why I do. Why are you saying that? Yeah, exactly. I, first of all, yes, I know that because I own this animal that not many people own. And B, right. what do you like? What do you expect me to say? Like, oh, awesome. I'll just fricassee them when I get home. Right. I didn't know I had a snack right. waiting for me in the cage. Oh, well, if Peru doesn't think they're pets, <laughs> then I don't think they're pets. Like, <laughs> right. you take all your cues from Peru for some reason? Yeah, like, well, I'm, I'm not. Oh, yeah, I wish I'd gone to Peru before this. I could have been eating like a king. It's yeah. great. They do rotisserie chicken, too. I'll just stick to that. <laughs> yeah, That's I'll stick to the do. pollo. Peruvian chicken. Um, so four Got guinea it. pigs down from six. Down from six, unfortunately. Yeah. So you haven't replaced the two that died. No, I th- I don't know. I don't know if we will. I think she wants to get more, but it's tough because she also wants to get a dog, and I want to get a dog too. White. Have a dog with, so white. Have a dog I, with I, oh, pigs. this is as white as. Uh, I mean, only white people get. Maybe dogs. if you get it as a puppy. Yeah, we're gonna name it Trump. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so we, I, I'd like a dog, but the problem is, especially in New York, like our apartment is big for new york but it's it's not big it's it's well sized but it's, it's not a it's big small apartment. for peru <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right for a uh, you know a guinea pig kitchen all right so uh unless we cook all of them in the next week we're not going to get a dog yeah, that time no. soon so like, that could happen though you fricassee it yeah guinea pig fricassee well, i'm not sure why i went with the term fricassee it just sounds like a funnier word for cook well, i know it's it different it's a peruvian word oh is it no, no. <laughs> uh but if you get your hands on some of randolph's heroin you might find yourself out of your yeah. right mind. He might be dreaming cooking right now. Cooking again. It's possible. This is really happening. I'm thinking this, that none of this could be happening. This is all just a fever dream. Well, Guinea pigs and Since fricassee. we're on the, um, since we're, this is episode 600, it's a landmark, I guess. Uh, there was an episode early on where, uh, it wasn't a surgery thing, but Randolph, you were, your voice I lost was my gone. Voice. Yeah. yeah, I was sick and my voice was gone. Your voice was gone. And yeah. so you sounded like John Chaney. Right. Former coach of Temple. <laughs> right, right. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly how it sounded. Yeah. My so, voice was gone. But you came, you came in and did it. <laughs> yeah, I soldiered, baby. Yeah, you did it. I soldiered for the tens. So the precedent was set. That, that was back when we had tens, literally. Yeah. The precedent was set. So it's like surgery. Psh. Did you guys ever see the John Cheney video where he threatens to kill John Calipari? Yeah, funniest sounding death threat ever. No, it was at a press conference once when they were still when Calipari was still at UMass and uh, Cheney was at Temple. They hated each other back in the day. Now they're yeah. good buddies. But he came. I can't remember what they were fighting about. But he just comes in and he's like. He's hysterical. He's not yeah, in his right course. mind. And it wasn't an honest thing. But he's just like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. And something else. I think that's what he said. <laughs> he sent a kid out. I mean, he was to, like, I'll kick your butt. Yeah, he sent a kid out to, to, whoop, a, to whoop another kid. I remember that because we played that year. We played Virginia Tech. When I say we, I was at the I was at Virginia Tech at the time, and we played Temple in the NIT. And I remember being getting front row tickets, and the my friends across from me behind the temple bench or a couple rows up from it they all came like with their arms and slings to like make fun of it because he had injured yeah he'd sent an an enforcer out to injure a kid which is like absolutely heinous yeah he should be yeah and people were like people were like well john you know he's okay i'm like no man he should he should be fired he should have more punishment because he is who he is he's not some little young respected coach well i think any coach should be regardless of your if you say i want to intentionally hurt a young man especially in college like and you know not you know not to beat up the amateur thing but they are young men they're not professional athletes pay for this i'm itchy as hell it's ridiculous god damn it Woo. We're going to have to end this early, but <laughs> so here's John Cheney. Oh, this is great. Uh, versus John Calipari. Fires back. I just got my ass blasted for giving him hell down in West Virginia, and here you get a hell of a job right here today. Good job. Three class guys, and you pick them out here and single them out. You can't get that. 
context here. John Cheney, well, John Calipari post game is at the podium during right. his press conference. Cheney walks in. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, in the back just screaming at yeah, him. Yeah, normally like the, the reporters go around giving their questions, and then Cheney just walks in and just starts yelling <laughs> at Calipari. Now he's going for it. I'll kill you. And I mean, it wasn't obviously he wasn't really going to kill him. It was just oh, they were going to fight. Moment. But he did want to fight him. Well, Calipari left the podium and started walking toward each other. Yeah. yeah. So. That's why I was telling my kids to knock your kid in the mouth. Standing there pushing him again. I told my kid to knock your kid in the mouth. <laughs> even if, this is in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah. So like, he's, he's in long history telling people to, to whoop somebody, go punch that kid in the mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But he's held out as like he's a great, great coach, great, great well, he, man. Great he individual. he got uh, he tried to he did what Paterno tried to do, not to compare the two at all. But you know they both had a transgression where they had to be relieved immediately. They let Cheney finish out. Yeah, you know obviously yeah. Paterno they didn't, but with Cheney they let him. Yeah, finish the string. Which what and then you they think fired of him. what did you think of them honoring? Paterno? I, I thought it was inappropriate. Uh, I mean, oh, you know, was, understatement. Yeah. Uh, I I just don't know. I think they're trying to to please the uh, the uh, Franco Harris. Well, yeah, I get like the um, <laughs> alumni and all that, and they're trying to make them happy because they know they still need to get money from them. But at the same time, you know, I think it was Charles Pierce, the writer for Esquire, and he used to write for Grantland. He had my favorite line on this. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, so I'm probably butchering his point. But what he said at the time of that was that none of the anything you're worried about, anything you say concerning concerning the football program, as far as uh, well. The kids at the at the school didn't do anything, so they shouldn't be punished. And this and this, he's like, all of that is secondary to what yeah. effect it has so what on these, these, the victims. These, these victims. So right. if they need to shut down the program, okay, fine. Those kids can go play football somewhere else. Right. Like it's not, and it, it's horrible. I mean, again, they didn't right. do anything. Like right. it's, no one's blaming them. But none of those concerns. They're all yeah. secondary to what to what happened happened and what was allowed under all the way back into the seventies. So it doesn't. It didn't. It didn't you make know. any sense. I think. I think what they were trying to get away with was let's just do that because they're trying to. They're going out of both sides of their mouth. They're like, they're trying to please the people who are you know the alumni, the donors, right. all that. And they're saying let's do this. Now it's over. Now we don't have to think of them again. It was still wildly. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, I, I can't think out, of a better word than inappropriate. That's that's not he, good enough. But you find it, out that it he was. knew back in the seventies. He knew. Well, what's wrong with saying you're just not allowed to have football here anymore? Nothing. What's wrong with saying that? I'm surprised that? they they didn't. I mean, get the I guess they penalty. have a big stadium that was paid for and all that I, stuff. But I, I'm so fine what? with them still having a program. I mean, yeah. I just think that was wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, any any nod to to that. And and look, you have to take the whole. You know, obviously the well man, that crushes him as far as I'm concerned. As far as his reputation, his no, his thing does. of holding him out as being this paragon of coaching is of course. It, all that's done. Yeah. There's not any way you hear people try to go around it all the time. There's not any way you can really and get I, around it. I grew any up of that. in. Am I making any sense? Yes, you're yeah, no, making you sense. Are. Okay. Yeah, you are. So far. <laughs> I, I grew up in, in uh, eastern northeastern Pennsylvania. So right. we were, our family were big Penn State fans just throughout our whole life. I love Joe Paterno. It was one of those things. I'm a little kid, so I don't know. So I'm like, oh, yeah. Joe Pa is the, he's the man. He's my favorite coach. And then as I got older, even going to you know school somewhere else, I got. You know, I'm still a Penn State fan, and I still I hated when people ran him down because he was too old and he wasn't winning, and then I was happy when he was winning and all that. So I was very loyal to him as a sports fan. So even for that, it was even for me, it was tough. But look, you got to just cut yeah, ties. Go, yeah, let it go. He's he, not. He, I don't know him. He did this to himself. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's not like the 
if someone did something to him. And it's very hard for people who uh, put these heroes on a pedestal to uh, to distance themselves. And right. th- there's good people. And I'll be honest, like me and my dad argue about it a lot because he's a Joe Paterno fan, and he buys into the. Um, the the theory that like well it's hearsay all that kind of stuff it's not hearsay man. it's well I mean yeah. it's it's in depositions and whatnot so but yeah. but my point is I said to him I was like look you're my hero that guy was a fake hero you're my right. hero you would never do something like that right. so I don't need to have this this hero of right the big thing for someone me who's was, a the big know, thing for me was that um when the guy went in the shower and uh, he just walked out and left the he left the Kind of shy. Yeah, the other coach. That's the other young boy coach. Yeah. The tall redhead. Sean something. <laughs> Sean I don't know if I'd call him the young boy coach. <laughs> well, on, on that staff, he was like a teenager. Right now, yeah. You know, because that staff, the minimum age was like 85. Jesus Christ, yeah. they're old. And, uh, no wonder they were going three and eight. And he left the boy the in there with him, while. and everybody was like, well, what would you have done? Didn't he hear a slapping sound? Like yeah. It was graphic. Yeah, he was graphic. It wasn't just like hey, a, have a good game, girl. I think something was... Oh yeah, she's off to play Good soccer luck. again. In yeah. the wet weather. It's soccer, man. Yeah, I guess so. Do you need me to take that guinea pig off your guys' hands? <laughs> you want a fat little fat? No, no, yeah. freak out if she came home with her guinea pig. <laughs> well, then, like a half. Hour, I ate it. I'm half, just sitting there with my mouth full of cool. <laughs> but a half hour later, she'd be like, "So about that cat, I want." Yeah, you know, like, that'd be the next thing. <laughs> I should have thought of disappearing this pig a long time ago. Um, so people were like, well, what would you have done? I said, uh, I have a father who worked sex crimes, but beyond working sex crimes, I had father. How would I be able to face my father knowing that I left a boy to be raped? How do, how do I look at myself? How do I look, at, you look at yourself? I mean, yeah, yeah how, do I, how do I do that? Right. How do I look at myself in the mirror knowing that I left a, I left a boy, not even to be raped, being raped? Yeah. I mean, it's literally exactly what they said with the, not to, again, not to compare, not to say one's worse, one's better, but it's what they said with the Nazis. Like, oh, everybody was just following orders. Yeah. Everyone followed protocol. Well, What's like, all right, who who yeah. grabbed the guy who was like, hey, what are you what are you doing? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Order. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I can see you walk in. And you don't you don't quite understand what you're seeing. I could see that. Like, what I'm the sure fuck was, am I yeah. seeing here? And then you don't say nothing. You just walk out. Fuck, man. Call your dad. I, yeah, then I don't he, know. The he, whole I thing. think he went to Paterno. And he, yeah. I'll say this, and I agree 100 percent with what you're saying. He was the best one of all of them. <laughs> right. That's the worst part. <laughs> right. Right. He did the most of anybody. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which right. is insane. Right. This whole thing this makes me mad. I, he, like he walks into Paterno's office, like, could you stop game planning for a second? This is important. Yeah. I ruined a Thanksgiving dinner arguing with my dad about all this. Oh, shit. Oh really? Oh yeah. man, we just the first year it happened. Well, because he's look honestly, my dad is you know my hero. He's the best man I know. I don't think he really believe. I don't think he's come to terms with it. Yeah. I don't think he believes that it. Yeah. Oh, well, he believes that the 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 crimes happen, but I don't think he. I think he believes, he believes that Paterno, that Paterno was a, didn't know anything about it. Yeah, right. and so. Yeah. If he knew that it was true, if he believed that it was true, he would agree with me. I'm, I'm. Concerned. Well, that's just the way it Positive goes. You, people get built up. Yeah, and I mean, even remember when Kobe had the rape trial? Like my mother-in-law was, wants to know how I'm feeling. Oh, <laughs> you want to text her back in coherently? I'm text her. <laughs> High as a kite. I'm flying. Text her a picture of the pink elephants can, or something. <laughs> I misspelled kite. Yeah. <laughs> this couch is delicious. I just tasted it. Um. Kobe had this image of like he got married Clean like cut. at like eighteen or twenty yeah. or whatever. He married early and he had a family and he was his family man and clean cut and he was like the last guy you would suspect of like mm-hmm. a rape charge. So when the rape charge came in, everyone's like, 
clearly she's lying. They never had sex. Are you sure it wasn't like Robert Horry or somebody yeah, else on the team? Exactly. Rick Fox. Rick Fox. Yeah, Rick come Fox. On. Yeah, he'd be the one. You Rick see Fox. that beard? Yeah. Come on. Sacha Vujicic. <laughs> somebody uh, put up a great. Somebody put up a great tweet about Rick Fox. He's got that like that gray beard, and they were like, "Rick Fox is Janelle James. Janelle James. Rick that's, Fox that's is the kind of dude who would pay who would pay you to lick your lick your girl's box while he just stood in the room and watched." <laughs> and he had like a suit on in the yeah. picture, so he looked yeah. like a billionaire. I think she said that she was like, "He's like a billionaire who, <laughs> yeah. who looks." That's funny. Most interesting man in the world. <laughs> you see, there's a new guy. Yeah, they got a new most interesting. Yeah, man. he actually he's he, just younger looking. He looks like a caveman. Yeah, they replaced the most interesting man in the world. Yeah. He was that, and then they said he was that guy for ten years. I didn't know those commercials were ten years old. That guy is—he's uh, like seventy-five, I think. Yeah, so yeah. They, I guess they had to—they put him out the pasture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're not yeah. that interesting. Yeah, you're old yeah. now. You're, old. What if they just started doing like like old centric commercials now? <laughs> like he drinks Metamucil four <laughs> teaspoons at a time. Well, the Verizon dude is now Sprint. That shit is maybe so heinous. maybe Insure yeah. Shakes can. Can instead of Dosecki's now the most interesting yeah, sure, man in the most world. Man. Just, Here's my thing though: that doesn't yeah. make seeing the Verizon guy uh, become the Sprint guy. It doesn't make me think Sprint is better than the Verizon. It just reminds me that everyone has a price. Well, yeah. Dave Chappelle, everyone. I sell commercials for Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> right. You never pay me the most. That's what I'm doing. That's right. what I'm doing. <laughs> I read an article about that Verizon guy a few years ago. Like he was like an actor, and he got cast yeah. in this commercial. Which ran for years. So you make tons of money. Like there's a, a handful yeah. of people, like Jared from Subway, obviously. But the little cutie girl uh, from uh, Flo. Is it not Flo? The other one. The from, girl. Oh, yeah, the AT&T. The AT&T girl. girl with the, with I've the seen her body. in the Good Neighbor sketches. The ones yeah. that AT&T guys. girl is like she has like a, she had a web series yeah. a few years ago that got t- tons of hits. Like it was her and another girl, and they would have like celebrity guests on. They yeah. had like like famous people on. But anyway, um, the girl from Progressive commercials. There's a handful of people like you just have you're the face of this thing for years and you make millions of dollars if mm-hmm. he's if as the years go by but he can't act in anything anymore. He's, right. He was so typecast. Right, right. So he was like, yeah, it's great, but I mean, I, I kind of want to act even yeah. though I'm maybe set financially. So, you know, he's a free agent. Verizon drops that campaign. It's like, well, no, I got to make money. You got to do. You something. don't have to, I guess, if you have money. But it's like, well, I'd like to do something. So Sprint comes along and it's like, why would he be loyal? You know? Oh yeah, no. He he has to do what he has to do. Yeah, I mean to so, make money. So I guess uh you know, everyone can be bought. Everyone has a price, <laughs> as Ted DiBiase once said. <laughs> right. Million dollar man, baby. Cue the cackle. Um yeah. Okay, so other side effects of Percocet. We've got itching. Itching. What else is going on? Nausea. Nausea, okay. Possible but, constipation, but I can't really try too, to use the bathroom just anyway because I can't strain. Oh, so I gotta, this is horrible. Right. I got to. Uh, I hope I never never get juice. another hernia. Well, no uh, one ever talks about this part sports of sports hernias. Ugh. People are always like Percocet, man. Nice. Let me get one of those. Shut up. You don't want. You don't want to fuck with. <laughs> yeah, them, and then enjoy being able to not or not being able to move for yeah six weeks or whatever. Per- right. Percocet and stuff like that. Uh, I tell you what, I went to the. I'm at the point now where all my medical professionals are younger than me. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah, they're all walking to the office and a little young doctor. Hi, I'm Dr. Martin. Hey, young girl. How old are you? 12, 13? <laughs> hey, Doc, could you take off the propeller hat at least? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, well, take your pants off. Let me do a grope. I was like, oh, all right. A grope? A, yeah. Wait, a grope. is that a medical term? Yeah, yeah I guess <laughs> really? it is. I'm going to do a grope real quick. <laughs> it's like, get are up, you even a doctor? Get up on the counter. And the other doctors come in and they're like, hey, get out of here. <laughs> as soon as you get, and then yesterday. All right, Doc, I did the grope already. It's on the chart. <laughs> Got there and uh, she came in to talk a little bit. 
And she was like, uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And I told the girl, the Anastasia girl, I said, listen, um, when I had my first hernia years ago, they put a tube up your nose down into your stomach to, oh, to, take, to take any kind of bile or anything that your stomach's creating out so you don't vomit. And I said, yeah, okay, I pulled that out while I was in the recovery room. You might want to watch me. Make sure I don't do that again. She was like, oh, we don't put it up the nose anymore. We put it down the, down the mouth. I said, that's fine. Just still gonna pull I, it So when you I pulled, pulled it out, out, you were like not conscious. I, you just, I just did it. You're kind of floating in and right, out. Right, right, right. I pulled it out when I was in. The, I was about 13. I just pulled it out. Blood everywhere. Oh, God. I just pulled it out. It's yeah. too about that big around when it goes in your nostril. Pulled it out of my stomach, out of my mouth again. Did you? So <laughs> yeah, this is a trend. I, I told him. He's like, so what are they supposed to? Because I was like, like, oh, my throat kind of hurts. So, yeah, you pulled the tube out. I said, what tube did I pull out? The, <laughs> the one the, I warned you about? The innovation tube. I said, yeah, the one I told you that I, I've done this before. I told you that. Well, they can't cuff you to the bed. So I was like. Like, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, so you should, probably should have watched me. So I got this little soreness at the back of my throat. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> From the yanking out because you didn't do you weren't just, gentle. You but probably nah, just I probably it just out. yanked it right out. And went what back to shit. Sleep. I don't, just I don't remember anything. I remember they give you a uh, they give you like a pre-surgery shot. Yeah, it's like a little. They call it, it's like a little martini cocktail. It's just to calm you down. Uh huh. So they just give come with mar- an umbrella. They, yeah, right. just give me martini at least. <laughs> yeah, I was like, just give me a drink. You know, so they give me the uh, put the IV in, and I'm sitting there talking. They give me the little shot. They wheel me out of the room to wheel me to the off to the to the operating room. Right. I'm going up the hall. I shout back an amen. I love you. That's the last thing I remember. Okay. I don't remember literally nothing after that. I was like, was I talking crazy or anything? And they're like, no. Yeah, you were. <laughs> like, you were talking crazy. Oh, I was talking. Yeah, but that's everybody. Yeah. I'm saying insane shit. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. You were fine. <laughs> We actually had Andy in the room and he recorded it for the next podcast. It's episode 601. (laughs) (laughs) The actual surgery. We should have fucking asked. Oh, man. Can we come in? Like, I, I, I could put on scrubs. Yeah, I was getting, I'll be discreet. I'll sit in the corner with like a, in the back. with like a, just a, an ambient mic, you know. Tim laughs every few minutes. Mic. Yeah, Tim shows up. Tim's there for that episode. And then and everything you say, we would just have that be a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I just came home and watched um, Luke Cage. Like yeah. four episodes, five episodes. Are you going to have to rewatch it, do you think? Or do you? No, I'm is good. It, I'm remember, good with remember it? I'm good with him. You just feel like you're right on the edge of being drunk. Oh, okay. Yeah. But this itchiness is new now. It's ugh. Yeah, that's a that's a painkiller thing. Is the itch? Yeah, I th- I think well, stereotypically crackheads itch because yeah. that's everyone who does an impression of a crackhead is scratching. Yeah. Right? Maybe that's just a. Is it the bugs? Is that what they do? They I see think bugs on their the, skin. The, the, uh, yeah, I don't know. Heroin addicts do it too. When they're I wonder kinda, what kind of yeah. bug because they all, they're always very vague about that. They're always just like, yeah, you get bugs on your feel like bugs crawling on your skin. Is it feel or do you actually see like? Yeah, I think you feel it. You just feel. I it. I think you, you just feel yeah. like as if something's walking. So on. it's just itchiness. Yeah, yeah it's crack. It's, uh, there's a lot going on with crack. <laughs> there's a lot. So what have you been doing up in New York, man? Uh, we did a. Uh, I was doing a sketch show for a while with my buddy Adam Dowd, where I think we're uh, we're that's on hiatus for a little bit. Um, Why so, is that? He on the road or something? Yeah, he's uh, he's he was living with me for a while and or living with us for a while, me and my girlfriend. But he's uh, really yeah yeah he was in our uh, 
our other bedroom. But he, he moved out. Curled up with the guinea pigs. Where's he, at now? he was. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know. I think he's going. To, I think he's moving down to Tennessee for a little bit. He might hit the road. He's got a buddy down there, so he, he's going to. I think just hit he's the road, do that vagrant, kind of thing. Homeless vagrant. Yeah, he looks like a vagrant. So he's, uh, you know, he f- <laughs> figured he might as well, you know, adopt a lifestyle as well. Yeah. Is he still playing guitar on stage? He is. Yeah, he is. He's doing his thing. Uh, he was just uh, where was he? West Virginia or something like that? I don't know. Doing but yeah, so we were doing that and musical comedy. He does. He does a little musical comedy, and then we have uh, me and my. We're doing. You know, I'm doing shows and stuff. But then me and my girl. Uh, we have our podcast. We just saw a movie. Something just got louder. Yeah, it did. Yeah, the volume knob on the yeah, okay. headphones got turned up. All right. And uh, so we've been doing that and just, you know, updating that every week. That's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been getting up? Uh, still writing? And yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, getting up. Uh, a little more now than I was, um, you know, before that because just you know, meet more people, get on more shows. I'm not in any of the clubs or anything, but yeah, just doing yeah. more bar shows and stuff. And yeah, yeah. A lot of independent shows. You and Courtney kicking it together? Courtney yeah, of course. That's my yeah. man. That's, yeah, my, yeah, that's yeah. my homie. Yeah, uh, uh, me and, you know, me and, and uh, we don't know yet, but I've been talking about with uh, Jessica Brodkin. We might do a show together. Really? Right. Are you going to, she going to channel a spirit for you? She though? might. Yeah. We were talking about that because we had, uh, we had drinks the other night to figure out when we're going to, what we're going to do. And she had an article in the New York Post about yeah, it. it. Yeah, I'd learned and, a lot about her. I didn't yeah, know. So did yeah, so did I. Oh, man, I, I know. And uh, I thought, so, I thought you knew someone, you know. Yes. And she's, uh, she, you know, she's doing really well. Like she got a lot of people interested in her story, and mm. hopefully something will something will come out of that. But well, we're maybe. trying to, you know, do a show. The story's very interesting. Yeah, she went to MIT. She worked for the CIA. Got into comedy. So, and she's also she was also Joan of Arc in a past life. I mean, she's cra- she's <laughs> I, I say crazy in a good way. I don't mean she's just her story is. I always call her an odd little duck. She's such yeah. an odd little. She duck. started channeling spirits. Yeah, or at some point. And now she's, I guess, come out with that. Like, oh, guys, by the way, your I'm grandma says hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm a medium. <laughs> she's not a medium, though. Not Maybe she'll become a medium. I don't yeah. think she calls herself a medium, does she? What she call uh, it, she's a, I think it's a Reiki or Reiki healer. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, and I, I butcher Sounds like it, a, I a breed of dog. Like, I have a blue healer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a Reiki <laughs> That's right. healer. So. She's a, she's a uh, Labrador healer mix. There you go. Uh, no, yeah, she uh, she actually told me when I was going to die. No, that's not, that's not true. Uh, I hope, if she knows, I just don't, I don't want her yeah, to tell Yeah, don't me. tell me. Yeah, would yeah. she know that information? She might. She, she might? She said I mean, she can, I think she can see. I, that's a, que- that's one of those questions, like, would you want to know no. the day, the date, and also the, the method? If it was, like, no. if it was good. Like, right. so I think a good way to die is you're 80 years old and you die in your sleep because yeah. you've lived to 80. So you don't have to see the horrors of really, really old age. Right. Because 70 is, you know, probably not going to be a picnic. Oh, but, fucking Mick Jagger still tours. Right. He's like 71. Right. But like, so 80, I think after 80, it's not going to be fun. So if it, if she said to me, was like, hey, uh, sometime when you're like 80 or 81, you're just going to die in your sleep. I'd be yeah. like, okay, that's right. cool. Right. But if it was like. You are going to get tortured uh, after you get hit by a truck. John Cheney's going to show up and try yeah, to kill you. When you're 38, right. then no, I'm good. I'm, I'm probably good on not knowing that. You're going to step into traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Meet Joe Blackstone. Yeah, like I, I, yeah. Everyone, I think, because like Vince Scully is retiring from the Dodgers. Yeah. He's 87 or 89, whatever it is. He's yeah. in his late 80s. He called Jackie Robinson's games. That's how long he's been calling Dodgers games. Yeah. So like he's that's one case where he's 
still really sharp mentally. Yeah. Physically, probably decent. He's still probably one of, uh, if yeah, I mean, he's easily the best yeah. announcer in baseball. Right. So. Still to this day. It's yeah. not like he even lost a step. He right. just, what he did was actually, more, more people should do this. He just scaled back his workload. Yeah. So he could still be sharp. Like, remember when Madden and Summerall both started getting a little, like Summerall especially. Yep. Well, Summerall was a problem because he was drunk a lot. Yeah, but, but like a, once he sobered up, I think the, he was, then he was just old. the damage he had done to his brain over those years. But had they just done like maybe half the games instead of working every week, he might have been able Although to extend think, his career. I think Madden I think Madden stayed pretty sharp. And then Madden stayed with Al Michaels yeah. after. Yeah, yeah and fact. he was sharp. He was he was pretty good. He was pretty sharp. But, he, but yeah, but Summerall was deteriorating. But Madden didn't have to carry everything. Right. Man just had to add in with uh, boom, and he just had to add in <laughs> yeah. things here and there. He didn't have to carry the way like Summerall but is the lead. Summerall actually is funny because after Summerall and Madden broke up, I remember they made a big deal about Summerall retiring, and then Summerall did come back. Yeah, because yeah. I remember the next year he was doing a, a Cardinals game, a Cardinals Redskins game, and I was like, wait, is that is that Pat Summerall? Yeah, and he was doing yeah. it. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? Are, but if they did he, him, is he allowed to be there? Well, you know, like like they, like they kicked in the come in here on the field. <laughs> First and ten. Like they they the older the athlete gets, sometimes they'll make them just like a third down back or a third down linebacker, or they'll come off the bench like Paul Pierce. You know, yeah. they don't do that with announcers. You still got to work every week, right? And then they just they stop making sense at some point. Like the guy who was doing, we were watching the Texas uh, Oklahoma State game. That guy before was this. terrible. Mike Patrick, he's yeah. he's getting Ooh, up. Is he, he, used he, to is be, he old? Is that what it is? He's he's old, and also he was he's a amazing basketball announcer. He used to be in his prime. Football, I don't think that was really his specialty. He yeah. was a great yeah. ACC guy. So football, he's not like there's a he clip was just talking. It's I not remember, like he was just talking. There's a clip of him online. This is from like seven or eight years ago. So this is a while ago where it was when Britney Spears was going crazy and like shave, you know, shaving her head and all that yeah. stuff. And he came out of a commercial and uh, he he plugged something and then he was like, "How about that Britney Spears, huh, Steve?" And then the color guy's <laughs> like, what? "What?" And he's like, "Isn't she crazy?" And he's like, "I don't know why you would bring that." Like literally on the air, he's like, "Why would you bring that up right now?" He's like, all right, second and seven. <laughs> it's just the weirdest just thing. Just on my mind. <laughs> yeah, just the weirdest. But yeah, so that was like 2008. Yeah. Oh, that whatever. clip might be on YouTube. Just I'm sure on it my is. mind. I'm sure it is. Announcer talks about Britney Spears. Um, yeah, this is it's a good one. But yeah, he's he's another one who, and like Dick Stockton now. who's yeah. a, And Dick Stockton is one of the most legendary, greatest announcers. He's just getting up there. I mean, yeah. that's just what yeah. happens. You he's know? just been around. Blake. The Redskins had to. Like, Brown, you mean? Brown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blake is, wasn't. He's, I, still, I still think he's good, but he's yeah. not as yeah. sharp or not as fast as yeah, he used well, to. He be. knows everything about. The Redskins, it. the local is, broadcast had Sam Huff oh, at God. some point, and they, they, they should have put him out the pasture him, believe, years, a couple, years, a couple years ago. Years ago yeah. But he hung on way too long. Like yeah. he was. I think Sonny is getting to be where Sam was a couple. Yeah, it was Sonny Jerkins and Sam Huff were the two color guys, and then they had Frank Herzog, and then they got rid of him for Larry Michael. But it was Sonny Sam and Frank for year all of the glory years of the Redskins. It yep. was Sonny Sam and Frank, and then yeah, Sam Huff would just, and they, they they actually he was bad. They pulled his workload. I think he was yeah. only on some games, yeah. but he was just like nonsensical. It was like to the point where it was like kind of like at the first couple of years it was funny because he's like ah oh, it's like your grandpa, and then after that it's like okay yeah. it's like your great grandpa, and everyone's I don't really, really like to have a conversation with grandpa though. <laughs> right? That's when you, yeah. when you realize that like this is <laughs> right. why I don't talk to grandpa. It was it was uncomfortable. This is announcer talks about Britney Spears. Here we go. go ahead. What is Brittany doing with her life? Who? Brittany. <laughs> Brittany who? Spears. What? what is she doing with her career? <laughs> Why do we care at this point? 
waiting for the refs to start the play. I don't think so. Is she a football fan? Oh, I'm sure she is. Is that the is that the, the tie-in? She a football fan? I'm sure she is. I'm not. I mean, it was just it's one of those things that like it's almost like there was a glitch in the matrix, right? And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what am I watching? Right? It was like the the other time like that. It's not a similar thing at all. Was the time that uh, me and my brother were watching a uh, a weekend pregame show for the the Super Bowl. It was like the Friday night before the Super Bowl on TNT back when they still had football, and they were interviewing Bruce Smith as part of it. And it was like 1 a.m. It was live, and he just. He had the flu, and he just closed his eyes. His eyes rolled back in his head, and he just passed out. Yeah, on I remember live that. TV. Oh, Jesus! And we were watching it. We were like, "Did we just watch a guy <laughs> die? Did <laughs> we just watch Bruce Smith die?" Jesus! Christ. And he was fine, but it was just like, "What? He the just fuck? passed out? Yeah, Thank just you. in the air, and then he just fell backwards." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Jesus Christ! Wow, we should do that on a podcast. Just what? pass out. You might gonna, before we're go done right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go down. Well. The question is, do we keep recording? Of course. Yeah. I mean, and we just don't let it. my wife find out because yeah. she'll fucking kill you guys. <laughs> we should have you freestyle while you're high. Ugh. I never had, never, never could. Yeah, my voice is all fucked up because of that fucking tube. And well, if you hadn't pulled it out, you'd be fine. Yeah, I'd probably be fine. <laughs> uh, Petey has been, by the way, since those of you who listened to last <laughs> Thursday's episode, Petey. Uh, did a little freestyle action on yes, the podcast. Yes, he did. I heard it I was more than him. a little. Yeah, I had to stop yeah. him because he could have kept going. <laughs> I was like, bring he it should, on. Yeah, well. Because Petey had not been rapping that much lately, and he said he's a little kind of re-inspired because of that. He said he kind of surprised himself, so uh, maybe we'll have him back. He said next time he wants a faster beat. I said, uh, we, we got faster beats. We got beats. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll have to get the, maybe the monthly Petey freestyle or something. It's a cliche, but I could listen to that guy read the phone book. Yeah, the, the voice. <laughs> I mean, his voice yeah. is just... Yeah. Cause he did the uh, At the show last night, he did the, he did the, the voice. voice of God. Yeah. yeah, so he was great. I told the headliner and, and the other comics on the show, I was like, this guy's good. He's, and they, you could tell they were like, oh, okay. Like, this guy's good. They didn't know. Like, you know, the draft house, like, as someone who's been there, you know, countless times, like, that's a bit, like, I think about all the little dynamics of it. Like, yeah, oh, the yeah. voice of God, you the want something good back there? That's the pre-show there? announcement. The voice of God. Is right. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, you guys like, ready for a great show tonight? Your headliner. You know, your top yeah. seed is Herbie Gill. Oh yeah, Herbie. He's Mike an all time. He Michael buffers it. The he's, strip, he's just the strip amazing. club voice. Yeah, he's amazing. And then after that, you got like either you guys are good. Tim's good. Petey's Petey's great. You just want someone who's going to really power through. Yeah, it. I yeah. feel like I'm job. serviceable. Um, you know, I can come off the bench and give you give you eight points. You know, three assists. Yeah. My favorite was when I when I was still hosting there. One time they're like, "All right, Mike, uh, we got the mic set up, so you can do it from back here." And I, I had to do it. And I a couple times I had to do it from the back. And I tried to sound like, yeah. do the Herbie Somebody thing. Like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And then I walk out. And I was like, now give it up for your host, Mike Eldringham. And I, go, I was like, hey, guys, how you doing? They're like, hey. And I was like, you know that was me, don't you? And they all laughed. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. That's why I'm not an yeah, announcer. Low budget operation. <laughs> yeah, very, very low budget. Uh, let's read our one listener email. Why not? Go. From last week. I can't believe we only got one. After that freestyle, we should have got. We got a lot of Twitter. We did a lot of uh, Twitter, a lot of tweets. Uh, this is from Donovan. Donny. Or Donovan, as Terrell Owens would call him. Yeah. Donny. Donovan McNabb. Donovan. Donovan. Hi, guys. I'm writing from London, England. Wow. London, All right. England. I've been following your podcast since last year, courtesy of a shout-out from The Black Guy Who Tips. Shout-out. Shout-out. One time. Between your podcast, The Black Guy Who Tips, and J.L. Covin, you guys keep me occupied and well in tune with issues affecting my black American cousins. My parents hail from Jamaica. Mm. Uh, but also keep it hilariously funny and 
at times with the comedic humor. He spelled humor H-U-M-O-U-R. The the European so it's so the British way. So many unnecessary U's. A lot of unnecessary U's. Tim normally has me laughing, so hopefully he'll be back soon. But the guests are all so good. The gap is filled neatly. Um, I listen to most, if not all, of your podcasts and have been meaning to email you to big up the quality product you put out regularly. The secret information episode had me especially laughing, actually laughing out loud, mainly due to two segments. The way Lena Dunham's narcissistic tweet <laughs> slash whatever communication. I wish I'd been on that one. Oh, oh my God. I know. I know. Sorry. It's killing you. To moan about her lack of impact on young OBJ at whatever dinner they were. Because, real quick. Sorry to interrupt. I'm, I'm the biggest online OBJ social media defender. Yeah. Because I got into it with somebody last year. You remember. I was part of that. You yeah. were part of it because of somebody that. made a, a post a video where he was dancing in a silly way. Gay. And so he's like, well, he's definitely gay. I don't know why y'all gay. are fronting or whatever. And I just i commented i said who cares yeah. the only joke you're making is that he looks gay why is that funny yeah, yeah. let's say he is gay and that's it who gives a shit yeah yeah so there's, and the then we got into a whole thing the person's defense which brought me in was um well as a comedian uh, why would you criticize another comedian's joke and i was like what well i didn't i didn't i mean <laughs> I was like what you tag in so i was really just doing it as a sports fan and i'm friends with the guy we're we're friends we're in the same profession i can't criticize your work are you yeah. what so a filmmaker can't criticize another filmmaker well also i think the point of that was that is this really a joke or is this some problem you have with homosexuality it's a problem he has homosexuality right so. and, I, and the one thing i would say is that for me like i can't really stand behind that uh, yeah. even though i i do agree with that but for me it's kind of shitty because it's like well he's a guy i like on the giants so i yeah. was like standing yeah. up for the athlete that yeah. i like because yeah. he's on my sports you're team. a giants fan yeah so but Still, I still believe that other point, but the whole thing that got me into the argument was like, don't talk about my boy like that. My, yeah. well, maybe there's my something wrong is. with you because you grew up like in Penn State, like fucking molesters. <laughs> yeah, right. molester. you know, like a giant hey, how, gay. How weird was it when they went in the end zone and they do this on the, we were watching the Texas game. The guy walked in for like 10 yards, wasn't touched. And somebody's like, uh, the announcer was like, uh, he walks in unmolested. Mike Patrick. Yeah, Mike Patrick. Yeah. He walks in unmolested. It's like, we got to stop using that word. <laughs> Especially for, for that. college football. Yeah. But the op- the reverse never happens. No one ever says, he got really molested on that play. <laughs> yeah, he molested Like the eight shit. guys molested, molested that dude. Molested the shit out that of that dude. tight end will be in therapy for 20 years after this. <laughs> molested the shit out of him. Anybody, you say anything else? Yeah, yeah. So, uh the way Lena Dunham's narcissistic tweet, whatever communication she used to moan about her lack of impact on young OBJ, at whatever dinner they were at, was dissected and then thoroughly slaughtered by the crew, was just right on point. There were so many quotables in that segment, but the best bit for me was Randolph T's hard to spell ugh <laughs> sound expressing <laughs> his disgust about her. Ugh. Phrases such as high white girl entitlement, yes. feminist a-hole, yes. Plenty narcissism labeling and the beautiful "Stop fucking these fat white girls" by Randolph were yeah. just greatness. Well, this is the this is the, this is what gives these fat these fat bras. Well, any black guy want me because of no bitch. I like that. <laughs> and I'm on Percocet too. This just gonna come out now. <laughs> uh, Donovan's email, by the way, he censored. He said a hole instead of asshole. Yeah, effing yeah. instead of fucking. That's that's the British in him. Yeah, but well, <laughs> you, the, you just go ahead and. That's the Jamaican in him. My people are Jamaican. I know. Yeah. <laughs> in in short, two words sum her up pretty. Some of her petty rant before her less than sincere apology. Bitch, please. Yeah. But it's B, the number one TCH. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. She's so, trying to get into heaven. Maybe she's trying to get this past the email filters. <laughs> she's trying to get into heaven. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm not in heaven because I said bitch, please. There you go. Damn it. Uh, and then there was the more than funny segment 
Breaking down the just plain awful trailer for the Mr. Church movie. Side note, oh, God. what the hell happened to funny Eddie Murphy in movies? Uh, I think the That's, 80s ended, basically. That well, looked like a sketch. Like it, did look a sketch. Church. it looked it like a sketch. And it's called like, uh, what's, the, what's the term you use? For magical, magical, magical Negro. Magical yeah. Negro. They might as well have just called it that. Yeah, Magical <laughs> Negro. And here's another one. You know, I said, you know, he, movie making, comedian Eddie would be making fun of movie making Eddie for the movies he's making. Right. Because comedian Eddie would destroy movie making Eddie for these shits. And I don't blame him. I still yeah. don't. I mean, yeah. I, as a, I'm saying the for him making the movies, I mean, I he he could be doing, I guess, better stuff, but. If he wants to make money that way, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so fucking horrible. It is. He's just it corny now. He's in his 50s. He's just a yeah. corny dude now. Yeah. You know? Um, corny movies. Hi, young white girl. I'm going to I know you. your family could afford a, a personal chef all these years, but somehow you can't afford college. Yeah. <laughs> so let me give you my money that I had to yeah, s- that I earn. that I scrimped and saved. Yeah, I put it in an envelope. And I don't trust like, banks. She's like, wait, we were paying you? <laughs> <laughs> right. For those recipes? <laughs> Um, Donovan continues that five minutes or so is about the Mr. Church saying that five minutes or so of what we call Mickey taking was just damn glorious stuff uh, Andy's absolutely funny and on point with his comedic delivery and the impersonations by all of that white girl were great Mr. Church I'm 18 oh he's quoting I know I've been counting the days <laughs> Mr. Church knows how old you are and then capped off with a pimping nice pretty young bitch greatness um wasn't Milner on that episode? Yes. He was. Another Brit. I look forward to more hilarity and information on future podcasts. So keep up the good work, guys, and hoping that your audience will expand over time. Plus, hoping you all experience solid stand-up time in your individual careers. I will at some point contribute to the tip jar also. Bear with me, please. Cheers. Donovan. Got Parentheses. Time, typical Jamaican name. It is. As soon as you said that. Yeah. Donovan. Donovan. Uh, what are the other ones? Kingston. Lennox. Kingston, Lennox, Kingston. Solomon, Solomon, that's Trevor, Trevor, yeah. <laughs> Trevor's either uh, really a Jamaican or very white. Very white Englishman. Trevor, he gets beat up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, come back here. Colin, Colin. Well, Colin is a tough Irish guy usually. That's true. That is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's an Irish name. Colin is a, kind of a tough Irish dude. Yeah, Colin has scars. Yeah. Any Colin has a past. Yeah. Some stories. It, every non-Firth Colin <laughs> yeah. has a scar. Right. If you're, if you're a you Firth, s- you're fine. Did yeah. you see um, uh, the Kings, the King, Kingsman? Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that? I liked Which it. Which one was in that? Colin Firth. He was fucking tough in that shit. He was great he in was that throwing, movie. Throwing I, I like that movie a lot. Olos. <laughs> hey, what'd you think of Magnificent Seven? I liked it. I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed. The the one I didn't like was uh, Chris Pratt. I didn't like him in that role. Yeah, I like was... him. I don't like him in that role. It's because it's like they didn't know what they wanted him to be. Did they want him to be uh, the funny comic relief guy? Did they want him to be a killer? It's like they couldn't. Was he a ladies' man? It's like yeah. they couldn't make up their mind. Like, was he I a think, ladies' man? Was he? Yeah. Is he going to get the get this girl now that her husband just got killed? Is he going to get at her? Probably not. Is right. he going to get one of these other? It's like they didn't know what to do with him. Like Denzel was what you would expect. Everybody else was. I liked. I can never say his name. Diaforno. D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. I liked him Vincent a lot. D'Onofrio. Oh he yeah. Did. Yeah. He basically um, played like. Orson Welles in the last year of his life if he was from the Appalachian. <laughs> Pretty <Mountains>. much. <laughs> Pretty much. I liked him a lot. I liked um, 
I like the Mexican cat. I thought I said the MVP to me. I the guy who tied it together was Ethan Hawke. I thought he was. I mean, Denzel yeah. was great. Uh, yeah. I thought Pratt was fine, but I thought Ethan Hawke was. Uh, yeah. He, he, it would have been great if they had made it in Training Day era with Ethan Hawke as the Chris Pratt guy. Yeah, that would have been because that's my big thing now. Whenever we see a movie and I don't like it, me and Elizabeth, I'll be like my girlfriend Elizabeth. I'll be like, all right, here's how I would have cast it. I would have put this person in this role. Yeah, this, and I think Ethan Hawke, you know, a couple years after Training Day when he was still babyface, kind of right, him as that guy would have been. Yeah, I great. like the uh, Korean cat. I've yeah, seen he was him in other movies. He was really good in Reds too. He's like a superstar in Korea. He was really good in Red. I think. Too. I think my problem with it, I, I told, I said this on our podcast. I, uh, it was a, it was a very simple movie, um, which yeah. is fine. Uh, but I think I kind of compared it to Equalizer because that was Fuqua's last one with uh, Denzel, yeah. and I think the simplicity, it, the simplicity of that movie worked because it was very singular with just one guy. The fact that you tried to do that for an ensemble, I just didn't give a shit, or I didn't. I didn't know why any of those guys were there, and I didn't really give a shit. Yeah, well, if you, did you see the original ones? No. Well, if, I would say go back and watch The Summit Samurai. If you can get a chance, watch that. This I'm sure that's great. I mean, that's, that's a classic, fantastic. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then the second one is The the Magnificent the remake, Seven yeah. is okay with Yul Brenner and stuff like that, but doesn't I'll never the, watch that. I might watch the Kurosawa, but I'll never the watch it. The Kurosawa that. one is great. Right, yeah. But it doesn't classic. compare to the... the there's no point because everybody was saying that it's not as good as that one I'm like I don't give a shit about that one I'll watch the Kurosawa one before I watch that shit and I never saw either of them so I was just judging it on its own yeah. I thought it was fine I just was a little disappointed me and uh, Lambert were talking about how uh, when Denzel took his hat off I mean, it should have been called the Magnificent Eight because those fucking waves in his hair. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, "What? How, we, they don't make Murray's pomade at this point. Where, where's he? How's he doing this? Natural berries. Those fucking <laughs> waves. His waves. I was like, they need their own credit. Credit in the in the fucking. Did you juices? see the video of him with uh, him and Fuqua had a, an interview? No. And some, and Talking it was, about that. It was this young kid. It was it was a, a junket interview, and it was this kid. Uh, I don't know where he was from or what outlet he, you know, maybe a blogger or something. And he asked Denzel about the uh, the Uncle Denzel meme. Did you guys hear about that? Oh no, he asked him about it. I yeah. did hear about that. Oh. So the meme the meme was based on he yeah. he went out in public with the look he had. Oh, that movie. look, yeah. And he, he was looked, at the fight. He was at the, yeah. the uh, Pacquiao fight. Yeah, so, Pacquiao. so everybody clowned on him. Yeah. So he said, um, he said, oh man. Would you pull it up? I'm gonna try to pull it up. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's it, the way he delivers it. He just who is he talking to? Some interviewer, and the, and the kid wasn't being like trying to troll, or maybe he was, but he was being very respectful, or he was trying to sound like that. He was like, "So, what'd you think of that meme?" And he was like, "Yeah, just." Sh-. And he said something, and then he did something where he was like, "Do you hear me?" Like he made him like he's you gotta. I'm I'm not doing Denzel justice. You gotta listen to him say his it. Fucking his man, those waves. Whew. But yeah, it was fucking like badass. He's like, those people are sitting around and I'm I'm doing something. They didn't understand what I was doing. Yeah. I yeah. knew when I saw him, I said, Oh, he's doing a role of some sort. I didn't know what yeah. it was. Nobody looks like a was. dipshit like that out in yeah, public. Just, just for nothing. Yeah. Well people do, but Denzel Washington Not doesn't. Denzel Washington. So My he's, phone's he's, going real slow. I don't he's know. in character of some sort. I just didn't know it was Magnificent Seven at the time. But he, he then just, when I saw the trailer, I was like, "That's what it was." For. The kid looked like he was going to shit his pants. It was so funny because he was like, "No, no, no! Did you hear me?" or something like that. <laughs> and I got to pull this up. Denzel responds to Uncle Denzel meme. So there was a video too, because I think it's just an article. Uh, yeah, there was a video. I'm trying to pull it up on mine. You can't control what becomes a meme. You know, that's the no. that's the shitty part about it. Yeah. It's yeah, it's like a minute. It's fifty six seconds. All right, you got. Can you do see. it on mine, or do you have to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it on yours because I have plug in. I haven't pulled it up uh-huh. yet. 
they put this picture of you up, right, and right. everyone just started you know, putting little Some comments called Uncle like, Denzel. Did, did you see that stuff? How'd you feel when you saw you, yourself become an internet meme? If I had my wallet, I'd show it to you. Because <laughs> they didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, no one knew. Yeah, they no one they knew. don't need to know. Yeah. They know now. Yeah, those who can do. Those who can't talk about those who can't. Yeah. I tweet, I say, I need to come down. say it again. Uh-huh. Send that out. Those who can do. Those who can't talk about those who can. Yeah. Now, can you or can you not? Are you just one that sits on the sideline to talk about other people or can you step up? Yeah. I told him, I said, he's filming a movie, calm down, we're going to be great. And it truly was. So thank you guys for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate you. I, I, I didn't say it, boss. Ooh, face got, yeah, I, I, it wasn't me. I'm just See, repeating what they said. I, I, I. <laughs> Remember when, uh, remember when LeBron with the heat said uh you know at the end of the day you guys are gonna go back to your lives <laughs> right. yeah that and was people the same. were like hey come on lebron you gotta res-. that's the same shit that's yeah. the, exactly what he's saying like you're going back to your you're going back to your shitty little life yeah and i'm going to sit in my mansion yeah you want to see my wallet <laughs> well, yeah that was that like new york kid yeah coming out yeah, the scoreboard. I also, I also liked how he was addressing the the haters or whatever, but really he was addressing that one. You're looking guy. right at that kid. Yeah, because yeah. like, you saw the kid was like, "Oh, hey, uh, <laughs> all right." And then Anton Fuqua's all big and silent, just looking at him. Just kids like they uh, know now. <laughs> all right, thanks. No, 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 no. I'm gonna say it again. Well, let me say it again. Let me say it again. <laughs> it's like he turned into his training day character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a second. Yeah, and then and then the couch popped up on twenty twos and rolled that drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, it's, it's funny how black, uh, like all this black stuff that has come recently, like Magnificent Seven. You know, he was like he was the star basically. Oh yeah. You know, uh, Luke Cage, Atlanta, which is fucking great. I heard it. Did you great. Did you watch the one with Bieber? I haven't I, watched that. I'm only yet. one episode in. Don't Do you spoil want, it. Do you want me not to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. I got, I'm gonna I'm gonna like get back. Watch them. That's the fifth one. Just came up on Thursday. I just watched that one. It's so it's so good. It's very black. Queen Sugar, another great show. It's on Oprah's network. Very black. Queen Sugar? Yeah. Is it about diabetes? Yep. <laughs> it's black people. Yeah, how black is that? It's about yeah. diabetes and hypertension. Well, calling it sugar, especially. It's about a drag show for, for drag queens with for drag only, queens. <laughs> only diabetes. Starring being, starring being Rames. <laughs> yeah, it's just... And then you still guys like Tim Burton who are still... I don't understand when when people when they get busted on lack of diversity they all say the same thing because yeah. he's got this new movie coming out about these kids. I just saw it. Peculiar. The Did movie. It? The movie was, was decent. It was. It's decent. basically X Men for little kids, basically, right? Yeah, because that's it all decent. it really is. It's like super kids with super super powered kids, right? So the bad guy is is uh, Sam Jackson, Jackson, but they're like, so somebody asked him, it's like, so none of the kids could be black. Not one of the kids could be black, or he's I like, guess well, uh, yeah, yeah, paperwork. That's pretty much his answer. <laughs> There's like a Washington Post article with just a bunch of consonants in yeah. the like, hey, yeah. he like, So he says something about black exploitation movies. He was like, well, I mean, there was black exploitation movies, and nobody was like, I was like, the reason oh, why they're they set then. They're all good. Black exploitation movies was because they black people weren't in movies, and then they made right. their own movies. That's why that. Happened you, but he also puts fantastical weirdos with scissors for hands in his fucking movies. Right, you know, like, right. They can't be black though. Yeah, but black, I mean, we got to keep black it realistic. Skin is beyond right. him. Right. I used to say that about. I used to do a joke about that about, and I stopped doing it because White Snack did the same joke, and 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 yes, we wrote the jokes independently of each other. Yeah. That I used to do that joke about um, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That you would see all these. You can think of all this fantastical shit. 
but you can't imagine, you know, Tyronius over there swinging a sword. That's the one thing you can't imagine. Right. Trees talking, you know, orcs, all this shit, but no, nobody black. And then somebody says to me, well, you know, it was kind of set in, in, you know, olden times. I was like, well, he goes, no, he said, you don't understand it's kind of set in olden times. I said, you don't understand that none of this is real. My, uh, yeah. my girlfriend Did had a... Did you get that? My girlfriend, and also black people existed in olden, olden times. Olden times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're, not, they're not a new, like, the oh, the, the, the new models of people are out. Yeah. They're black. My Weird. girlfriend had a coworker who, uh, they were talking about Game of Thrones one time, and they're t- she's like, yeah, I don't like that show. I don't like all that dragon stuff and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, yeah, well, I like it, you know, whatever. And then she just goes... Yeah, I just can't believe people lived like that back then. <laughs> She's like, what? She's like, you know, like the Middle Ages. <laughs> she thought it was like not real. Documentary? But, yeah, yeah, like, like it was based on real it's shit. Like, none of this is real. It's like it's not real. <laughs> none of this is real. And actually had a couple of black people in that. In know? Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. had a couple here, a couple there, you know. Which kind of made sense because in the cold area there wasn't nobody black living there. I was like, wow, right. they wouldn't. They be wouldn't there. be there if yeah, it was real. Be, yeah, they <laughs> wouldn't be there. Why would they be there? But yeah, the Tim Burton his quote was something like, um, you know, I mean, I remember when they tried to force it into like the Brady Bunch and stuff by having like a black kid or <laughs> that an was Asian fifty kid. years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally fifty years ago. Yeah, just... I didn't like it. It's like, well, you were a child. Like, what do you mean you didn't like it? Like, yeah. were you like mad at your TV? Oh, like, he's oh a good. He's he's a Asian. Deep, he was a deep child, though. Yeah, so he's an he's Asian a, on Brady Bunch. He's a bullshit, thinker. man. He's a thinker. Shit, I'm gonna make movies. He's a thinker. I'll show them. What would be funny is if he came out and one of the the kids in the movie is the is an invisible kid, so you just see like the hat and the thing. He's like, oh yeah, he was black. He's the black. <laughs> he was the black one. He's a black he's kid. A black he can't one. see him, but he's yeah. black. Did you see the flat brim on the hat? Was that not a giveaway for you? Yeah, and the and the and the, the new price era tag. sticker. Yeah. yeah, the price tag. Yeah, those four stickers. <laughs> you didn't see it. You didn't saw none of that. You know. <laughs> Didn't you notice that? I mean, come on. I like the blackness. I like it. I keep it coming. I like when people. I like when people. When it offends people, but they don't want to say they're offended by it, you know what yeah, I mean. Right. I, I like I like that when they start coming up. They with think these, of like workarounds for their yeah their to, to be offended. I'm like, good, yeah. be be mad. Like the fucking New York Times writer about Luke Cage. It's like it just doesn't seem to get under your skin. So I tweeted at him. I said, What did oh. he say? He said he wrote this long article. Rod posted it. Let me see if I can pull it. He wrote this long article. I don't know anything about. It. I'm Where so he reviewed Luke Cage. Not in the know about comic book shit. Luke Cage was kind of a um, secondary character in the comics, although he, they've restarted him a bunch of times now. Right. And you think a New York Times writer would have more than 1,800 followers? Yeah, no you shit. You would think, right? You would think. No shit. Might be down from. Oh, like, by the way, I saw he has a bad review. I heard Woody Allen's movies get or. Uh, uh, shows, shows getting terrible. dragged. Yeah, and it's tough because Rick, we had him on the podcast. Rick's in it. Rick oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Rick. Luke Cage puts race at the center of the story and the connected series of movies and television shows. This is by Mike Hale as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'll just skip through. Occupies an enormous amount of, which occupies an inordinate amount of territory in our popular culture. That sentence right there tells you what he thinks of these cartoon movies or comic book movies. They might as well be cartoon yeah. movies. Which occupies, they are basically, they're comic books on right. screen. That's yeah. all they are. And it, for him, it occupies an inordinate amount of territory in our popular culture. Well, the reason why is because a lot of people watch it. That's why. Right. And they've, they've actually used really good actors in it. That's why. But I digress. 
There's a quiet corner that belongs to Netflix. A Netflix Marvel series focused on mostly second tier group of heroes. So far, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. He's already undermined. He's like quiet right. corner, second tier. Right. Like if you right. want to get into that shit, I mean, I personally, I'm a Superman guy myself. Right. <laughs> you know, I like the mainstream. That you know, the ones you've heard of. It's fucking Luke Cage. Who cares? Marvel's Luke Cage features a black hero with impervious skin. Everything bounces off him, even bullets. He's a little more than impervious skin. Does but he okay. have? Wait. So does he have like? Did he get his powers from like magical cocoa butter? Yes. Is that what it was? Yes. It's uh just it's, put a it's, shield on him. It's it's Shea squared. Is there like an is there like a vulnerable area it's like in the middle of his back that he just can't reach? Yeah. With the cocoa yeah, butter. Yeah, he can't get to the cocoa butter. Like that's his Achilles heel section. He never gets the itis. <laughs> You got to hit him in the middle of the back. The show, seven of 13 episodes were available for review, uses film noir ambiance and rhythms to set itself apart from the usual action-oriented superhero adaptations. And like another recent Netflix series, The Get Down, some of its camwork and music, which is black, evoked the black exploitation era, though unlike that show, Luke Cage is set in the present. But what's most distinctive about the series is the way it puts race, and specifically Pride in Harlem, where the show takes place at the center of the story. It's not just that Cage is engaged in a battle for the neighborhood's soul with Cottonmouth, a local crime boss, that's a plot we've seen in plenty of crimes, is a steady drumbeat of visual and spoken references to Harlem's history and culture, which, depending on your taste, can come off as an inspiring refrain or as, or as facial name-dropping. Well, I think we know where you're at. Name-dropping? Right. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what he's talking this about. Guy, this guy writes for the New York Times, right? Yeah. I'm assuming he's a New Yorker. Yeah. New Yorkers name-drop their fucking city all the all time. All the time. Yeah. Every neighborhood is revered and has a history. Right, right. And like, I bet he talks all kinds of shit about how great his, wherever he's from is. Williamsburg. Yeah, well, Williamsburg could be like the fucking, hey, man, fucking Lower East Side. They man. need to make a superhero who lives in Bushwick. That's what they should do. Yeah. Bushwick Bill. Bushwick organic, Bill. organic man. Yeah. <laughs> organic The occasional man. reference to a Beyonce or Denzel's and lost among the citations. <laughs> he actually kicked Luke Cage out. <laughs> so he's mad because we're talking about Langston Hughes, Billy Strathorn, and Percy Suffin. You know Jeffrey Kennedy. So, are they just dropping stupid. the show? Just uses just drops references to these people. Is that what it is? No, they'll be having a guys will be having a conversation. And they'll be talking about like they were having a conversation about uh, writers, Walter Mosley. Okay, which writers that they liked. And he preferred Walter Mosley. The reason why he preferred Walter Mosley is because Walter Mosley's character, Easy Rollins, right, is more of a younger base character. So of course, the Power Man character with Luke Cage would like that character. I like Easy Rollins. I like easy E. When it feels like the, well, we all do. When it feels like <laughs> the cultural lessons are getting in the way of the genre of fun, it often feels like the cultural lessons are getting in the way of the genre of fun. Oh, the cultural lessons. So he's treating this as yeah. heavy-handed messaging and it's not, lessons. Nothing like that. Or does it feed the themes of the the work feed, of art or the show? The I mean, or that's does, what it's supposed to does do. Does every neighborhood in New York talk about how great they are and shout out the famous people from that neighborhood? Everyone says, hey, Hell's Kitchen, remember when so-and-so came out of Hell's Kitchen? People always talk about New York. Every New Yorker loves the fuck out of New York and reveres it and tells you how great their part of New York is. The only problem so is... this is about Harlem, you're going to hear about Harlem. Right. The uh, My neighborhood, Astoria, uh, the only famous uh, person we have is the cake from my big fat Greek wedding. <laughs> there you <laughs> they go. made that you know at the what? bakery down that Tony street from the Tony I Bennett live right by his uh, the School of Art, the Tony Bennett, Tony uh, Bennett. Well, the yeah. Sinatra School of Art. Yeah. Tony Bennett is from Astoria. Yeah. He grew up in Astoria. There's plenty to like about Luke Cage, including the gorgeous Harlem locations, good work and supporting roles by Alfred Woodard and Ron Cephas Jones, and lively musical performances by Raphael Sadiq, Charles Bradley, and, Je- and Jedina. But if you make the inevitable comparison to Jessica Jones, I didn't make that comparison it's at all. It's not inevitable. So it wasn't inevitable. Why is it you inevitable? just begged the question, my friend. The show from which it's semi-spun off, it looks decidedly average. I didn't make that comparison at all. 
Mr. Cutler was better served there playing a stoic Cajun supporting role, but here he doesn't seem comfortable carrying the show, which again, so basically what he's saying is just know your place. Well, I hate when this happens. It's always, they. it's relative. Reviews are always relative. It happens with music all the time. They'll, they won't review a band's album. They'll review it as it compares to their last one. Just review it as its own standalone piece. Right. You don't have to say, well, stacked up. No one's split screening Jessica Jones and Luke right. Cage on their TV going, right. well, which one's better? You just It's entertainment. Are you entertained by it or not? Like, well, it was good, but considering that there's another show that has yeah. similar people, and this guy well, was on that show with... He goes on. You're reading all this other shit into it. Yeah, Jones pulled off the trick of of being both compelling narrative and a smart, frightening commentary, in that case, on predatory male behavior. Cage tries to do a similar thing with racial politics, but gets lost in platitudes. Its messages don't, its messages don't get under your skin, in which I tweeted at him. I tweeted that line. That was the last line of the article. Its messages don't get under your skin. I said, right. no, its messages don't get under your skin, is what I think right. you mean to say. Right. And actually, it's kind of gotten under his skin. Right. That's why he had to talk He's about it. thinking about it. Right. Yeah. He doesn't want to hear those messages. Right, and that's all. Just say that. Say yeah. that this this I don't like this because it doesn't interest me. The, Much the same way that I don't watch. Uh, there's a lot of white shows now that I'm just like I'm out. There's no reason <laughs> for me to watch this. Uh, it has nothing to do with me. Uh, Plus, there are so I've many great old watched, white shows that were right, perfect yeah. that Seinfeld I do watch. That I do watch. <laughs> I don't watch. I've never watched Girls. I'm never going to. I watched that for a little bit. I never watched Two Broke Girls. I'm not going that to. That show sucks. That's annoying. Yeah, that I'm not sucks. going so to. Annoying. There's a lot of shows. I just, I'm like, this is this has nothing, no interest for me. Girls had some decent moments. I will, I will give it that. And then it just got terrible. Uh, but Two Broke Girls was never. Yeah. I've watched a few episodes. There's shows like terrible. that that come on. For me, it was all, I call it the Veronica Closet Syndrome. Veronica's Closet <laughs> ran for years and years. And I years. remember. Who watched it? Older white people. I'm like, who watched this fucking show? No one I knew watched that show. You it know? was like a pre-Will and Grace ah, crowd. Cause it I was, did watch Will and Grace. Yeah. It might have been the influence of my wife having me watch. I might walked through her house one day and it was on. I was like, yeah. this is funny. What's this gay I, shit? When yeah. I, early 90s when I was like a kid, I would watch every sitcom. Like, I don't know how I did it, but like, I would watch, yeah. like, I, I remember... Veronica's Closet, I would watch that. Suddenly Susan, that was another one oh, with yeah, Brooke yeah. Shields. Yeah. Uh anything. Anything that was on. Perfect Strangers. All that shit. And <laughs> yeah. it's just it's funny, like looking back now, I'm like, man, the I wasted was, so much time. The fuck was I watching? I watched every yeah. sitcom. Yeah. yeah. What was I doing? They were all terrible. Not yeah. all of them, but most of them. Most of them. And then you look like there's like a handful. It's like Cheers, Seinfeld, Frasier ended up being pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Martin. Yeah. But like then you're like, what, what the sitcoms, most of them were shit. They're garbage. I just went on Twitter looked at, and looked for look for my reviews of Luke Cage, and everybody was going crazy for it. The people you follow, though, I mean, you know, here's what about but the, the thing: the people I follow, if it had been shit, <laughs> they'd have torn it apart. <laughs> right. Because black people have so much invested in any new black show that comes on it. So if shit comes, it gets torn apart. Yeah. You know, that's how I knew Atlanta was going to be good when it first started, because everybody was in love with. It. I was like, it's probably pretty good then. All they do is talk about Atlanta. Yeah. All these black people from Atlanta. Just black people talking about Atlanta. So the message doesn't get to me. Well, maybe it wasn't meant for you. Probably not, because the message is not meant for you, and that's what bothers you. That the message is ain't for you. Yeah. You know? Well, There's a lot of stuff that's not for me. I don't give a fuck. I don't listen to country music. There's hundreds right. of channels. I don't shit on it. It's just not for me. It's not your thing. You know? 
Not for me at all. But it's America's Heartland music. Is it? It's in truck commercials and everything. Is it? I remember I was on this podcast when we listened to the Brad Paisley LL Cool J. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great <laughs> was a accidental racist. Accidental racist. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I want to talk about Donald Trump. I think Trump? that's on YouTube, our clip of us talking about that. Oh, I nice. I think so, too. Yeah. You want to talk about Donald Trump? Uh, yeah, sure. Talk about the, the debate? Yeah, we could end on that. I We're hour seven. I mean, uh, where are we at? Hour seven. I think you and I talked about that. That are we only doing one today? Are we only doing yeah, let's one? just do one. Let's just I'm do one. Fucking itchy. I think you <laughs> and I you scratch. talked about that. That um, so, does someone someone want to come over and scratch Randolph? Yeah, for a shit, just <laughs> a professional scratch. Sit next to me, rubbing my skin. Yeah. You and I talked about that. That once she does the debate, she's going to crush him in the debates. We had talked about this on previous podcasts. So she's going to crush him in the debates. Right. And uh, she'll expose him. She'll really expose him for what he. For what As he that is. debate wore on. He fell off big time. He yeah. started off basically for Donald Trump to look presidential. He's acting. Yeah. They they practice, I'm sure, a little bit where he puts on his politician face, his actor face. And he's like, you know, once he won the nomination, his speeches got more toned down. And he actually was a right. little more specific and pointed with his ideas and so he was that guy for the first, you know, 10 minutes of that debate where he was, you know, measured. Yeah, they keep saying 20 minutes. It was like 10. It said 15. Yeah, it still, he was, still wasn't saying anything, but he was yeah. looking the part. Yeah. You know, he, he looked closer to Mitt Romney than low, he looked to. Which is to, such a low bar. Yeah. So he's up there just like, you know, measured, you know, articulate, kind of a quiet tone, not being a buffoon. And then she slow played him because she knows he can't, he's not a trained actor. He can't stay in character for yeah. 90 minutes. Right. You know, so he, 10, 15, whatever, whatever minute it was for you, he breaks character and he becomes Donald Trump again. Right. The real guy comes out, the guy who's interrupting, who's not articulate, can't really articulate his points because he doesn't really have coherent points of view. Yeah. Right. So you know, when he's trying to explain the birther thing, it doesn't really make sense that one thought doesn't lead to the next thought. He interrupts himself. You know, he's like talking and then, just goes off on a tangent mid sentence to something else, so he's just a, he's that guy. Like he just he's not it's not a Donald Trump rally where he's like screaming, kick him out, fuck him in the ass or whatever. My favorite says. was then when he was at the the one in it was Western Pennsylvania and he was just like, how about that uh, that Joe Paterno? Huh? We're gonna we're yeah. gonna get that statue back up. Yeah. Like just, just saying literally back. anything he can to like make everyone cheer. It's like a comic who's like, oh, dick joke time, right? And yeah. I said this about Sarah Palin. Years ago, there was something that you could see early on because she would say these throw red meat to the crowd kind of thing, you know, or whatever it was, and the crowd would cheer and she would get this fucking twinkle in her eye. You could see it. Mm-hmm. It's the same look that you see on a young comic who gets his first really big laugh. They're like, oh, wow, oh, they're laughing. And like you a can dog. See the, the exhilaration. Like, yeah, yeah. Excited. If they had a tail, it'd be wagging <laughs> right. furiously. And so Trump has that where he's just like, yeah, yeah, boring shit, boring shit, boring shit. I build a wall, and then they fucking cheer, right. and you see the twinkle in his eye because he wants that. So right. he at his rallies, he's that guy. He can't do that necessarily in a debate, but he's kind of a watered down version of that, where he's just incoherent, nothing sentences, and then every now and then he'll throw out one of his his particular slogans: "Make America Great," or you know whatever it was. She started birther movement. I finished it. You know, yeah, mic drop, is, which is bullshit. Segment you know. yeah, sayings, yeah. But he had nothing of substance. Well, he's you know? never he's never had anything of substance. It's just that the 
the the media has really allowed, and I've never been one to really say, you know, blame media, blame me. I've never been one to really do that. But the media has allowed, they've allowed his surrogates to just go on air and just talk any kind of crazy shit they want. They've allowed him to just to, to do and say things. And I think now they've been exposed and now they're trying to, to backtrack and be like, wait a minute now. Right. We didn't really have, no, you are all the reason why he's even here. You've allowed this to fester and get to this point without ratings. questioning him or anything. You know, he didn't just become a birther. He's been a birther for five, six years 2011. now. 2011. So why wasn't this ever, every interview, why did every interview start with, was was the president born in this country? Well, I'm right. not going to say, well, then we're not doing an interview. And then the interview just ends until you answer that question. Or why are you interviewing him in the first place? First place. Like, yeah. Why yeah. Is he even, yeah, they should yeah. do the thing. On? Normally it's the person being interviewed who storms out. They should have the thing where the actual interviewer is <laughs> the like, interviewer I, uh, this interview is over. And they throw their, <laughs> I'm they, done. They awkwardly take off their lapel mic, which they never, they can never do it cleanly and just throw yeah, it down and walk out. Throw it down and walk out. So she, she's just exposing him time and time and time again. And then you have to listen to people backtrack and, and try to defend him. I watched a woman this just this morning. She started something Latinas for Donald Trump. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. It was, it was literally. As bad as as it sounds. When yeah. I said Latinas for Trump, it's literally as bad as that sounds. Right, right. Like, what are you What are you doing, woman? <laughs> what What are you doing? And Joy Reid is trying to talk to her. She's getting on TV, is what she's nicely. Doing. And she's an older woman. She's maybe my age, which is not older, but for for these purposes, I guess. Right. And she's like my son, and and uh, it's it, for me. It's about the tax plan. And this what? guy, this guy is like, uh, he's an economist. He's like, this tax plan will not work at all. Yeah. For yeah. you, she says, well, not according to the third. He goes, no, it only works for the top one two percent of the population. Right. It doesn't work on paper. He keeps telling us everybody's talking to her in a nice and trying this nice tone. I'm like, fuck, because everybody's like, well, you seem like somebody I'd like to sit down and have a drink with. And I'm like, nah, why? <laughs> what would you want to have a conversation with this woman for? Yeah. She's she's the disconnect in her mind was fucking scary because she was like, well, you know, he's look at all the shit he said to women which that's the new thing now yeah all the stuff he said to women but i'm like what Good, about all the, 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 all the racist shit he's done that's right. that's gone now this this is where you draw your line well this, the miss universe right thing here. had both yeah because yeah. he he called her like the, house, the housekeeper. housekeeping or yeah. something yeah and she just she just let that blow by she was like well bill clinton had women and and she goes What's that got to do with? He's not running with Hillary. That's what that's what this woman says. Well, he's not running for anything. I'm surprised he never brought up like he keeps keeps bringing up Jennifer Flowers and I guess uh, people might bring up Lewinsky or whatever. I don't know why he didn't bring up if he's gonna go that route. Bring up Juanita Broderick. That's the only one where Hillary could have some kind of because that was the one where Clinton not, he didn't you know people say like his sexual indiscretion. He raped her. He raped Juanita Broderick and then. Allegedly, well, I mean, <laughs> do we believe the women or not? Like, yeah. that's what Hillary Clinton. We believe the woman, so we should believe we need a Broderick. Yeah. Right. But then, according to Winita Broderick, Hillary Clinton intimidated her. Now, again, there's a lot of. But my point is, I'm not trying to bring up whether that's true or not. I'm yeah. just saying, why wouldn't he bring that one up? Right. He's even he, when he's doing that, he's fucking up because yeah. Jennifer Flowers is just that he he fucked another woman. He missed like, that's opportunities. Just, that, that's not even Hillary's yeah. thing. But it, it, that's a losing. That's a losing. Way for him to go. What's going on with my laptop? And my, what's wrong with it? I don't know. The screen's like flickering for some reason. I guess we we're still re recording. Are we recording? There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's a losing. That's a losing way for him to go because what? What are you going to say? 
her husband was having affairs on her. And I mean, if anything, it I think she was she was what defending her marriage because that's what you're talking about. Right, she was defending her marriage. If anything, it makes her look I'm sympathetic. To, exactly, I'm supposed to feel bad for the other. For They're the trying side to say bitch? she's she's weak. Hillary's weak for staying with him. They're tra- whatever it takes. There are a lot of women who stay. So right. you're talking about all these other women. Now, if you wanted to see Hillary be weak, she should have married Trump. Then she would have got cheated on even more. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Staying with him. Yeah, for them, like he's a guy. He's cheated on every woman he's been with. Yeah. Well, what does that make it better? Because he married he married the next bitch. But okay. he's cheated on while he was married to the previous one. He cheated yeah. with the next one. Couple, yeah. Newt Gingrich comes out and Rudy Giuliani comes out defending Trump, and they've both done the same shit. They've done, they, everybody's done the same. Giuliani thing. announced a divorce at a press conference. That's how the woman found out. Right. She was like right. just watching TV. Like, right. wait, why so, not? No, you got a lot of balls to to stand up and say some shit like that. All yeah. I know is. Look, Donald Trump wants to institute stop and frisk nationwide. That's enough for me. Law and order. Because this shit about, you know, they always talk about this race war, the race war. If they enact stop and frisk, the race war is going to start. Because I'm not finna allow just it might have already stop and frisk. That's not going to happen. I'm not finna allow that. And no, no, yeah. I know too many black people who ain't going for that. It's just, let me get, let me get this straight. I'm just going to give up my, yeah, that's not ridiculous. even my constitutional right, just my basic humanity. Well, your liberty. Yeah, I'm just going to give that up. No. Nah. What they should do is compromise and just frisk on the fly. Don't stop them. Just try to yeah, frisk just them run, run, run next by. to them. That's yeah. right. Next to them hey, you mind if I frisk you real quick? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Do you know. a commercial with Usain Bolt. Everybody will think it's yeah. funny. It'll you be know. great. Fucking, right. That's like when football it. players run through that thing that has all those little arms that come out. <laughs> right. right. Just, you know, it's your whole life. You're just like <laughs> running through one of those. Right. You know, being felt up. Right. I don't. I'm waiting now. We got what a month before the next one. The no, next it's event? three weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Well, he's point. talking about doing prep. He's not gonna prep. That they were already they were sending out releases that people were saying uh, off the record. Of course, were like, well, he, he they sat him down. They tried to do prep. He lost interest. Didn't pay attention. <laughs> right. He's tweeting. There was outside. a pretty cloud outside. You're right. Was tweeting. Uh, I, I honestly don't think the debate. I don't think the debate's gonna hurt him because. What is it? I mean, what's very the difference? Few undecided voters. Yeah, exactly. Helps, He's not going to lose her, voters. Helps her though. I don't think it does. You know, the, every everyone who everyone who's decided <laughs> has decided, right? So we know we don't know, but the president is has been decided. Probably. We don't know it yet. Yeah. Probably. But there's unless there's like some bombshell on right. either side, right? Yeah. So, which who knows what could happen, you know? Yeah. And I the mean, for is, Trump, it would have to be huge because he's got so many already. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, how, so there's a higher bar there. What is left? You know, like if you like Trump now, you're gonna like him no matter what. And if you like Hillary now, because it's the alternative thing too. If like if you love Trump and then there's a bombshell that makes you say, you know what, I can't, I can't go for this guy now. You probably hate Hillary. Mm-hmm. So oh, you're not yeah. gonna now vote for her. No, you're no. just gonna sit out. Or vote for Kerry Johnson, you know, whatever. Oh, God. Fucking moron. So I like when he did. Did you see how he doubled down when he came out and he couldn't think of a world leader? Foreign leader. And then the next day he tweeted, he was like, I've had 24 hours to think. I still can't think of one. And that would have been a. That would have been that. That would have been the best response if you if you really want to play it off like you're doing that. Yeah. Like that day, be like, you know what? I can't say I respect anyone because anyone I respect. Yeah. But he didn't. He just fucking forgot. And then he tried to play it off the next day. It's like, nah, that's not. Yeah. Well, doesn't work. And that's another thing too. He forgot or just never knew. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he never knew. And so that's he wants to debate, right? He's like, you know, Ross Perot had less support than me, and they let him into debates, which is why they're not letting him. This guy in debates because Perot. 
won, or you know, arguably won a couple debates. So he'd if, be a crush in the debate, though. But he if, would yeah, just be, like, he would just be there. If you want them to let you in, <laughs> Trump would dribble him like a basketball. Yeah, I know. He well, would you'd just be. be there. Why isn't he prepping? Like he should know some of this shit. Yeah. He yeah. climbed. He climbs mountains in other countries. You should at least know. Don't you one. know who who runs yeah. those countries? You should at least know one world leader. You don't right. have to know all of them. Right. Well, I mean, because the, they say, well, a lot of people, average Joes, would be stumped by that question. And yeah, they're not running. They're not running I'm for not president. Running for president. That's yeah. such a low. And they've they've lowered the bar for people. I don't like the narratives that are being spun. That's a big one. Well, the average guy wouldn't know. He's not the average guy. That's right. He's supposed to know these things. He's also a governor. <laughs> yeah, he's been a governor. He's supposed to know these so things. So he has held office. He knows that certain questions are coming your way because he's won elections before. Right. You know, so he, I think he's just, you know what? He just wants to smoke a little weed, climb some mountains. Good he for him. The way he should have spun the Aleppo thing, Here's, I was thinking about this. Here's how I would have done it. Now, he's obviously, he's just a fucking idiot. Um, well, he's not. I mean, he knows more than I do probably yeah. about that shit. But he's, Arguably. No, I mean, I, he, I'm sure he does. But he's, not, he's just not committed to this. Right. Yeah. But what he should have said was, this is another example. Uh, and again, I'm not, say, I'm not saying I agree with this, but just from a spin perspective, he should have been like, we need to focus on our domestic policies. Yeah. Right. We need to stop getting into, you know, putting our hands on other people's pie, which is, you know, it's, it's at this point. libertarian point of view. Exactly. Right. So yeah. that would have appealed to his base and then maybe pick off some other people. But and it might have made him look good. But he could even spin the world leader question, which is my concern is not with having a presence around the world. I, you know, right. Why don't we stop wiretapping other world leaders, which, by the way, we do now, yeah. by yeah. the way, yeah, yeah. which is which is again. And again, I'm no fan of Russia. But when people go off about Russia and say, well, Russia's, uh, you know, if they, you know, with their cybersecurity, if they're, you know, hacking us and whatnot, it's like, yeah, we do that shit all yeah, the time. Do Everybody's doing it. I'm not saying they should or we right. should let them. But let's not act like we're fucking the white knights or the, the angels and all this. Yeah. Yeah. And Jill Stein is, is kind of an idiot, too. Well, she's a <laughs> fucking moron. They're all that, and then people just lining behind them. I'm like, are you not listening to the shit I don't. I don't even know that much about Jill Stein. Maybe it's just me. Here's what I know. I she's an anti-vaxxer. That's yeah, all I well, need. Well, she has floated the idea. That's she all hasn't I committed need. to being an anti-vaxxer. She just sort of... She's just asking the, who, Who's her vice president? Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, if you even float the idea, I don't want to know you. <laughs> her vice president is whooping cough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to know you. Harmless. I don't want to know you. I haven't liked the... Uh, the the uh the they're both the same like the one that people put the picture people put up is like the uh it's the Jim Carrey with the arrows in either leg mm-hmm. and like you have to vote for one or the other like they're both the same Hillary and Trump like right. they're not the same they're not no. remotely close to being the same but it's just an easy narrative to spin well they're both the same so you have to vote for the lesser of two evils they're not the same well they're not it's close like, to being the same it's like Stop the Washington Redskins <clears throat> the Redskins suck, right? Uh, so do the Bad News Bears. Right. The Redskins don't suck on the level of the, the Bad, bad News, News Bears. Bears. Yeah. Even though you can apply the same adjective, it's a, it's a different thing. So you can't say, well, the, she's he's got problems, she's got problems. Yeah. It's which, a wash. Which is what the surrogate was trying to say today. Well, they both, it's apples it's to apples. It's not good when the surrogate is saying that, like, yeah. oh, let's serve two evils. Well, they're like, well, they're like it's, a, it's an apples to apples comparison. And everybody on the panel was like, no, it's not. They're not even. I think. Close it, I think to, what's disappointing to, to people who do, and I'm. I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan. I'm not voting for Trump, so I'm not a Trump supporter. But what I, I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan. But what I, I will say is, it's disappointing because I think the idea of someone like Trump po- take the policies out of it, because uh, I think the policies are very toxic. The, everything about him is toxic. But the problem is the idea of someone like Trump 
challenging the establishment is, in theory, a good idea. And it would be great to have someone who comes up and says, look, Hillary Clinton represents special interests. She represents, you know, corporations, all that. I mean, it's going to be more of the same. Right. Like, she's she's it's, she's it's not going to make the country better, I think. She has a veg. <laughs> right, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, but, you know, if she needs to cook, you know, we got that. So, <laughs> yeah. no, but seriously, like, and I'm not saying that because she's a woman, obviously. I mean, that's I just think she's she represents the old guard. Anytime you see the media and the establishment line up behind one person, it's like, all right, well, yeah. that's probably not good. But well, they've never lined up, but the establishment has. The media hasn't. Uh, I, behind I, I wouldn't say behind her, but yeah. they I think more favor her than Trump, I would say. For but sure. even that's, if they, even that's if what should be happening though. Well, well because the, Trump's out of his mind. Ideally they shouldn't favor either, I don't yeah. think. Because that's not what their role should be, but that's not you know, we don't live in that world. But my I guess my point is like it's it sucks that he's the guy who finally came up and challenged the establishment. Couldn't we get someone who wasn't fucking insane and right. had ideas or had good ideas? You know what I mean? Like with money or something like that? Like, isn't there anyone else who could do that without all the horrible shit? You no, know because I mean? in order to in order to in order to be in you have to have done politics at some point. That's the problem. It's like you have to have done. Here's the, I don't think that's necessarily about, true. I don't. I don't agree with how that. How do you though. get in then, though? You well, have well, to first start. Well, first you know all, who said it best was Dan Savage. He said these people in the Green Party and stuff like that. Okay, that like, I agree. If you want to start, if you want to do this, you want to have a viable party, then start at the bottom and work your way up. Don't just pop up every four years and be like, and now we're running for president. Start off with dog catcher. I, and work up, work up. I agree there. with that. Get, I agree with that have position. A green from party a, governor, have a green party mayor. Do these things. Build, build a coalition. Build something. Right. Don't just pop up every four years and say, "And now we're going to blow up the establishment." That's how you end up with with whack doodle people. Right. Don't get me wrong. I I respect the, I respect the the uh, the idea of a green party and the theories of a green. I'm not party, talking about green party. But I just the, just I use I use green party as an example. No, right, right. But just right. somebody who is. Outside, I don't agree system. with all that shit. You know, yeah, because yeah, they're nuts. It's like libertarians. Yeah. I'm like, on paper, yeah, it's fucking. It doesn't work in in application. You know, but somebody who's outside the system. But you have to have been. Let's take Fonte from. Uh, he's outside the system now with the foreign exchange, mm -hmm. but he was inside the system as, when he was in the little brother. Right. So you have to have an understanding of the system before you can get outside the system. You can see what I mean. I, I'm, you at least got to have an understanding. I agree with your it, point. So you know what you, not to you do. You do have to have an understanding, but I guess yeah. for the job of the presidency, um, the idea that's like, well, this person's qualified. And again, I'm not. This is not applying to Trump. I'm not arguing yeah, he's qualified. God knows he's not. Um, but the idea that anyone is qual or someone's more qualified than someone else, okay, that's fine. But at the same time, no one's ever, no one's had any experience being president mm -hmm. before they're president. Right. Like, there's no comparable experience yeah. so the idea that we couldn't take someone from some from outside politics and they couldn't do the job is not true i i disagree with that because i don't i get that you need an understanding of the system and the 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 uh, legislation all that kind of stuff you definitely need that but you know that's the point and these are people who you know support trump will say well he can get advisors well he's not going to pick the right advisors no right. but another person could no right. i guess that's, that's, the, point. that's the thing is like i don't know if you could let's say you take, let's say you take a guy from business well, government's not business. I don't know if, it would, if, it would, if you could do that one but comparison the, and say, well, he built a business. I'm like, well, but the problem the is case, he'd be like, fucking burn the country down and let's collect the insurance money. You know what I mean? That, that's fucking, right. I don't know if, good if, business. if they, if, if skills like if we take somebody from a, who was a, who ran an NFL team, ran a corporation mm -hmm. like that or something like that. I don't know what, what is a, something that, like you said, there's no, 
real preparation to be president, but there is preparation to work in bureaucracy. Right, but but like I guess my I guess my point is like at what point do you say, all right, well, this is not the right time for me to be having this conversation. (laughs) No, it's it's, it's coherent. (laughs) No, you're doing good. (laughs) No, but like, I guess the, my thing is like, so do we keep handing it to politicians and career politicians? Here's here's what I think has to happen. I don't think there's ever any hope, and I'm cynical, of having a a viable third party. Oh, no. I'm I'm still not talking about they control. They have too much control. They control who debates. They control which candidate gets pushed. Mm-hmm. Even within their own party, it's like, well, let's undermine Bernie and push Hillary. Yeah, as I said, it was her turn this time. They so. they have all that control, and they're not going to relinquish that because a third party has a certain percentage of the vote. What they'll do is incorporate that party's ideals into their own. Republicans did it with the Tea Party. You know, Democrats mm-hmm. may do it. You know, Bernie pushed Hillary a little left, and maybe if the Green not Party, not really though, well, she's yeah, not just, gonna. She just repeated some of the things he had been saying. Right. So she was like, "Oh, you guys want to hear this? Cool." They but just she, they just caught her she, today saying the comments where she was like, "Yeah, we're not going to do anything." Yeah, but it's like at a private thing. But if she employs, if she brings in Elizabeth Warren in and puts her on her on her staff, that's a huge win. Right. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. if the Green <laughs> Party, if the Green Party, I, mean, was I the, would imagine she would. I, you know, I know. Well, here's the thing, though. I said, why would Barack Obama fuck with Hillary Clinton anymore? Period. After his election, and he brought her in as a Secretary of State, and, and then she's going to shit number, on him once she gets in office. That was her number three. So. so, but if the Green Party had a high level of prominence, or if they did some grassroots, you know, the Tea Party was arguably grassroots, maybe not, but they at least got people elected. Whack, you know, right. they got people Whack, into Congress. Racist. So if if Further left parties like the Green Party were were to do that, the Democratic Party would just absorb that, and it would push the Democratic Party a little bit left. Just as you've seen the Republicans get pushed further and further right. I still think it's always going to be two parties, but those third parties can have an influence, or they can just become a fringe, like the Tea Party, a fringe element of the Democratic Party, and then they're still Democrats. So the Tea Party were still. Largely Republican. Some of them were independent. I think Bernie. Yeah. Bernie was pretty much running as an independent. Yeah. But he, like, I read a piece yesterday about Nader in 2000 and how Nader said, like, yeah, Bernie hasn't called me back in 17 years because he saw what I did. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not doing that shit. I because he was trying to do a similar, you know, mm-hmm. have a similar effect. Yeah. But he's like, I'm going to try to do it within the system and got admirably. Yeah. Farther yeah. than anyone thought he would. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, to me, there's never going to be an actual but third the, party. The Democrats, yep. the Democrats never gave him a, not even a chance. I'm talking about the Democratic Party never gave him the a committee, chance. The committee, right. Because he's not a Democrat. I kept saying that. I'm like, he's it's true. He's not he's a Democrat. Not. So they're not going to say, okay, let's, let's line up behind this guy. Right. Because he doesn't give a fuck about down ballot races or anything like that or helping the party or, or that kind of stuff, which is part of the, part of the, the get along to get along yeah. I'm going to do this for you you're going to do this for me and he's like I'm not going to do that and they're like well we're not getting with you it didn't work for Nader because Nader was completely away from that Right. also Nader well he had some okay had some decent ideas he's, he wasn't the most tightly wrapped motherfucker either that's another that's problem true. with all these independent people that pop up Yeah. you're like this, you're kind of well it's like everyone was talking <laughs> about Gary, before Gary Johnson spoke <laughs> everyone yeah. was like I'm voting for Gary Johnson because fuck Hillary and double yeah. fuck Trump but then, then, start then you talking, start talking, and you're like, like, "Oh wait, this is just some fucking the nut. fuck." Yeah, they don't hold up yeah. the scrutiny, right. right? You know, and and right. there's going to be more and more scrutiny if if he was a, a serious viable candidate. Everyone's going to have their Sarah Palin, "What do you read?" moment, 
Right. And you're going to be like, oh, this person can't do this. And by the way, you should have that moment. (laughs) I do want to hear, I want to hear how you handle questions like that so that I can go, oh, he's out of his fucking mind, isn't he? Well, (laughs) Well, Sarah Palin couldn't name one newspaper. Right. What, bitch? She could have seen anything. Here's how I would have spun that. I would have been like, Print is dead. Come on, guys. I read, uh, yeah, you know, I read Politico. Online. I read online. Yeah, I have. But she doesn't. She doesn't fuck with no, online she stuff. She probably don't even. If you if you hand her a computer, she'd be like, "What? What is that?" And then start like hitting it with her like her knuckles. She'd be like, "I read Garfield." Yeah, <laughs> I like Garfield. You know, she could have said, "I read the I read the Wasilla Daily." Right. Just the, see that would have been a good answer. Hometown that would have been a good ass answer. I read the Wasilla Daily. <laughs> you know, every town's got a hometown you paper. Even, you can't even name check the fucking New York Times, Times, Washington like Post. No, I, I don't even left. read papers. Those are two left. You, you have to say Wall Street Journal if you're going to go right. You couldn't say oh, that. Right. You don't. You don't know that. No, but that. But that's. But that was the outrage. I'm a stand-up comic, and I read more newspapers than a, <laughs> than a governor. <laughs> that's right, crazy. But, that, but that's why there was outrage. I mean, it's not like I mean we're. We, we're not, we shouldn't be outraged now. Been, nah. That ship has sailed. Right. But Gary Johnson's going to have questions that are too tough for him. Everyone's going to have questions that are too tough for them. The question is, how tough does that question have to be before yeah. it's too tough for you? With Donald Trump, there's no toughness to it. It doesn't even have to be a question. It's just anything that he just fixates on. She, look, she's fat. What are you doing? Miss what Piggy. What the fuck are you doing? Miss, Miss Piggy. You really going to go after this girl about her weight? A pretty girl, by the way. That's another thing. I'm like, you know, she's a pretty. Well, that's a, that. But the thing with <laughs> the thing with Trump is he doubles down on it present day. That was right. 17 years, years ago. ago. He could have said, "Look, yeah. I was in a different place then. Uh, you know, I've 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 become more woke. I've evolved. Yeah, yeah. could have that. evolved. Instead, he picks a fight with her and he keeps he keeps fighting with. Her. That's what this woman was saying. Someone was saying that yesterday. We're like, well, we don't, the, the media keeps talking about him. Like we talk about it because he keeps saying it. Yeah, he, that's he the needs only to reason. drop that. All he could have not done is just don't say shit, and we won't talk about it. Yeah, but since you want to talk about it, then we have to talk about it. What he should see again uh, now. I'm like political advisor. He, he you're lo- like right. He should have been like, look, I, I'm looking at the presidency now. I'm not even paying attention to all that. that. That's right. beauty queen stuff. That's, that was, I'm yeah. moving life. on. That that was another life for me. Yeah, but he <laughs> instead know. he's like, she's a fat. Or she was though. <laughs> Whatever he said. Well, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. She's to, fat. I gotta listen to. And people. she was also. It's funny. Like she turned out to be like a drug kingpin's like baby mama or something. It's really? like a crazy story. We're not story. really sure. We're, here's what we do know: is that she's not in a sex tape. Oh, he just threw that, that shit out of nowhere. Check out her sex tape. What? <laughs> no, that was something from a reality show. Yeah, but I was like, it was nothing. Yeah. So it's just a crazy story. It's like, what the fuck is? Or are we even a talking? Crazy about? story of his own design. You shouldn't be designing shit like that if you're running for the presidency. Well, it's not even just that, because um, she's a U.S. citizen now. Yeah. And so is Rosie O'Donnell. <gasps> so is anyone he names. This guy will literally just go after people or threaten to go after individual right. sovereign or citizens of a sovereign nation. Who have done nothing to to incur the wrath of the government or the highest office, and how terrifying is that? That this guy could become president, and if you become his enemy, the president is literally <laughs> tweeting about you, right? And right. he's gonna get you, <laughs> and he's digging up tweeting. shit about your life to yeah. throw back at you. He, you can't do that when you're president. No, it's you know, true. You you have a responsibility. These are all U.S. citizens. You can't just go pick fights with them because, fuck, he could he could sick the government on these people. He could have them audited. He could have them worse than he could call child protective services on Rosie Donnell, and it's the president calling. You know, right, right. So yeah. all this stuff from a business. Just man, the thought of that, a, even if it didn't yeah. happen, it, just yeah. the thought of it. From a guy, like, he's crazy enough bad. to do it though. Well, yeah, he, that's the thing. He's doing it now, 
he's up at three in the morning tweeting at people. You know, right. so the fact that he's doing it now is bad enough. The fact that he was doing it as just a guy with a reality show or a guy who ha- who had a name as a businessman was bad enough. But now he's going to be president, and you're going to have the president as your enemy if you're someone who knew him from his past. And the guy who wrote the art of the deal, who ghost wrote it. You know, the president is going to come after him. Mm-hmm. Right. So he and he's going to wield that power in that way. There's yeah. no way he's yeah, not. There's no way he's not because that's that's what he wants to do. He's just he's a that's a Gestapo. He's a disgusting you know? human being. His children are disgusting. All his defenders are disgusting. Look at all the people he has around him. Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. You know, all these all these literally disgusting human beings. And then it's. Amazing to me. Listen to people just defend his racism. He just defend his racism away. My thing now is that I like to say to people. I had a discussion with a woman the other day. She was trying to explain how racism is classism. I, I said I don't need you to explain what racism is to me. Right. So stop. Thank you, but I, I think <laughs> I I've got my understanding I don't of racism need you to explain racism taken care of. I that that has that's like this writer from time. I don't need you to explain this to me. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't need this. Here's the problem with Luke Cage. Yeah, I don't need you to explain that to me. How the Trump presidency is uh, evidenced in reviews of Luke Cage. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need you to explain. I don't need this. I don't need you to explain to me what's going on in North Carolina or or are police really or is there is is there really institutionalized racism? He was talking about that today. It's some. He's saying that our police. Are are racist because of institutional racism? Yeah, she is saying that because the whole country is bathed in that. It's not. Why is that such a hard concept to wrap your mind around? It's because you personalize it and you say, "I'm not a racist," right. so I'm not. And so, uh, yeah, you are. That's proof. The I think <laughs> yeah. the election's going to come down to uh, the whether or not the people that Trump appeals to show up to the polls because they usually don't. Right. So if they do, then I think he's going know. to win. He gets, I don't know. He gets no one black. How, no, do, you, I mean, how do you win with I mean, no one black? <laughs> he gets no black vote. He gets no. He's but, but if you look at the, the, the uneducated white Latino male voters vote. who didn't vote last time, if he got that, which I mean, I don't know how. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. But I, if he I did, don't know. I'm not supremely confident. They're I, not going to vote if, for Hillary. If so. he gets intelligent, if, if she gets intelligent white people. Basically, That's all not, black people. Right. Yeah, but their votes almost, don't count for more. Almost all Latino people, all those together, should be able to outweigh unintelligent white people. I don't know. It's going to be rigged. I don't know either. It's going to be rigged. So well, yeah, it is rigged. If he loses, it's going to be rigged. <laughs> it's rigged. He's never lost anything. I don't know. I don't like people telling me that him being president doesn't matter because him being president does matter. It matters to me. Well, the next president does matter. A matters whole deal to, to everyone. The next president yeah. could name three Supreme Court justices. Right. I, I imagine in the next month, that's going to be floated out there more because they've really buried that part of the story. Yeah. You know, Hugh Hewitt talks about it. He's a yeah. It's right gonna well. Guy. The debates, the first debate didn't cover that, but the next one might. And the, there's three of them, and they cover different issues in each one. So there's going to have to be at some point that conversation, like just for the sake of the Supreme Court, which will. You know, change the course of the country for decades. You, you got Donald Trump picking these people. Yeah, you got right. it. <laughs> at least if you hate Hillary, you still should acknowledge she she's better at choosing Supreme Court justices. Right. You know, at minimum, I'd rather have Gary Johnson shooting uh, choosing Supreme Court justices. <laughs> right. He'll he'll choose a fucking mechanic, and I'll be like, whatever. That's why I think that's the most effective argument against Trump to Trump followers, because and, and not that the other ones aren't valid, but they all that one I think. Everything appeals to logic, whereas yeah. it's not 
yeah. logical. None of it is logical. Yeah. So that's the one where it's like, all right, that kind of breaks through the, that shatters that illusion of yeah. logic that's actually emotion. Yeah, I, I just I think that needs to be hammered home a lot more. You know that he's yeah. going to be in charge of three Supreme Court justices, possibly three, definitely well, one. How much easier two. would everything be if Biden had just run? Because yeah. he would have just He'd won, be crushing him. Oh, yeah. he would. Yeah, he would easily win because he he is on I think Trump's level from a just like well the speaking people who like standpoint. him love him. Yeah. You know, and the right. people who dislike Hillary would be able to at least tolerate Biden. Right. People right. who are like, I hate Trump, but I can't vote for Hillary. There's a lot of people out there like mm-hmm. that. They wouldn't say that if it was Biden. They'd yep. say, I hate Trump. I don't like voting Democrat, but I'd much rather have Biden. Mm-hmm. And they would actually cast that vote. And it would be, you know, landslide. Democrats yeah. fucked up. Well, I think it was Biden. I think it was Biden's son that he just couldn't. Yeah. I don't think America he had it in him. America has fucked up. But there up. could be other that's people the that they that, ran. I'm saying they didn't, the they didn't me offer viable alternatives to Hillary. The thing that gets me sure. is that America has fucked up because America is willing to fall in behind a racist. Just willing to fall in behind a racist. Ultimately, at the bottom of it all, for me, at the bottom of it all is that a huge portion of America is willing to fall in behind a racist. It's okay. It's just okay. A man who just actively says racist shit is willing to empower other racists, is followed by racists, and people make excuses for it. That should be intolerable. Agreed. And what's chilling? Like what's and chilling not. to me about that is that how many of pe- how many people who Trump is appealing to are probably even worse in their yeah. racism than he. And and right. not to say he's not right. Well, but that's the that's what they're saying. Like that's why it's appealing to every. Them. That's what's every scary. Fringe racist group. I mean, David Duke is the most like, I guess, visible or or loudest about it but he's like yeah it's fucking great you know i'm winning over here and there's a lot of people who are thinking that they're not saying it right. out loud right, right. and exactly. this country is willing to, is willing to do that that first of all it's abhorrent to me as somebody who's raising a daughter in this country it's abhorrent to me as a man of color it's fucking scary you know that's could conceivably change my whole life and I, if I say that people will be like well, that, it, it won't really matter because I'm like you're out of your fucking mind if you think it this is how it starts this yeah. is how it starts the best article I've ever read was about how everybody compares people to Hitler you're thinking of the later Hitler the one who killed the six million people you're not thinking of Hitler that rose to power Hitler there was somebody before there was that Hitler too who who had a steady steady ascent you know who That's must have really fucking hated life is the guy who lost to Hitler yeah, oh, shit. there was someone. Was I there mean, an election? I don't know if there's an election, but he, he, he just did. Become I think the guy? he had. He held office that guy. though. Yeah, I think he did hold office at some point. Was it? Was that the Führer? Was that the position, or is that just a word? I for, don't know. I think, I think that's a word he invented. Yeah, uh, was I would assume at some point Hitler won an election. Maybe I'm wrong. He but did, which I think means he that was. there's a guy. Who lost to Hitler? I always feel weird Googling Hitler. I know. Because I'm, I'm like, to. am I going to be added to something? Yeah, yeah, I'm about to. But it is, you know what? Honestly, reading about the Nazi in the Third Reich is very fascinating. Yeah. And again, I'm, I, of all the horrors that went with it, warts and all, but it's still just the idea of the psychology that went behind how they got a whole country to subscribe or right. even a significant part of the country to subscribe to this. And the other part of the horrible, country just stayed uh, quiet. Yeah. You know, they're it's, like, oh, it's just, I'm going to go about do my. Do, do my business and and I don't have any power to speak right. up, so I'm not going to. It's uh, it's just mind blowing to read about. We got. He was the leader of the Nazi Party. Got to end it on a good note, everybody. Forty two. He was in. the Reich Chancellor of Germany, and then he was a Führer of Germany. So he was rising. No, he moved yeah. up. He moved up in the world. National Socialist Party, German Workers Party. 
I got that joke about Hitler where I say, because uh, I heard some guy compare Obama to Hitler, and I yeah. say, I love that, not because I agree with the comparison, I just like to think of how much that would bother Hitler to hear him compared <laughs> to a black guy. Right. It's hilarious. Right. Uh, he was in the German Empire Army. I guess the German Empire had an army in the Bavarian Army. He served for six years in the army. Hey, Stephen Pressfield in The War of Art wrote, uh, uh, you know, it's a book about, or the art, whatever it is, The War of Art, about like writing and creativity. And he said, it was harder for Hitler, or it was easier to hit, for Hitler to take over an entire country and kill a race of people than it was to stare at a blank canvas. <laughs> because he was he was an artist first and he couldn't do it. Yeah. He couldn't deal with the rejection and the uh, thing. So he had to go do something else, I'll unfortunately. I'll show you. He right, was a it. member of the, the German Workers' Party. He attempted a coup in Munich to seize power to fail coup resulted in his imprisonment, during which he then wrote Mein, mein Kampf. Kampf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, All right, good note. Yeah. Good Wrote note it. to end on. <laughs> the best books yeah. are written in jail. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you got to always end mind on a mind conf, conf I mean, reference. Really, if someone's walking Pimp. and you said, hey, read this book. It was written by a guy in jail. You'd be like, fuck that. I'm not reading a, a book from a guy in jail. Jail tomes. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's got to be awful. There's all kinds of... No one edited it. It's grammatically incorrect all over. Thanks, Hitler Norman managed Mailer. to write a book in jail. I mean, and people kept reading it. Yeah. yeah. That's, I guess that's a that's a decent accomplishment. Yeah, it was his struggle. Yeah, it <laughs> was struggle his struggle. struggle jail. So, people, we're going to end on Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There will be no podcast on Thursday. No. I don't know what we're going to put in that place. We'll put but on Thursday, uh, when you would normally be listening to the podcast, just sit back. Close your eyes and imagine Randolph scratching yeah, for about an hour 20. I haven't stopped. Yeah, for about an hour 20, just imagine a lot of scratching. I haven't stopped. And that would, have been the, that would be the podcast. Or yeah. you can spend your Thursday coming to see me at the Green Room uh, oh. Thursday night. I'll yeah, be there. Do that. And then fr- yeah, at the Arlington Draft House. And then I'll also be there. If you can't make it on Thursday, I'll be there Friday night. Yeah, Friday I'm going to drag my ass up. If, I can, if I'm... I'm supposed to go back to work on Tuesday, so... Are they going to wheel you in with the gurney like Hannibal <laughs> Lecter? <laughs> yeah. So if I can make it on Thursday, I'll come up on Thursday. Well, you can, I'm going to see you Friday also, so... Yeah. All right, people. Uh, we want to thank Mike James. Thank you. Mike Elstringham, excuse can I, me. Yeah, come on. Uh, can I plug my shit? Of course. Yeah. Uh, so uh, everybody, listen, if you like movies and you've seen movies, uh, don't listen to our podcast if you haven't seen the movie because we spoil the shit out of them. But uh, we just saw a movie. It's uh, me and my girlfriend, Elizabeth. We go see movies, then we remove the, review them immediately afterwards. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, subscribe. We're on iTunes and Podbean. So check us out. Is there a name for this? We just saw a movie. That's the name of That's it. That's literally the we name just of the podcast. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's called That's We Just Saw a Movie. That's, That's right. a commitment because you go see a movie. That's a couple hours and you come home and you immediately record a podcast. Yep. Every t- well, sometimes we wait, but yeah. 90% of the time we see it right after. You got to feed the guinea pigs. You got to. Well, yeah. 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 Give them whatever leftover popcorn we have. There you yeah. go. I'm yeah. sure they like it. With the, the guinea butter. pigs have a podcast called We're Starving to Death. Yeah. <laughs> Stop fucking seeing movies. <laughs> yeah. Feed us some lettuce. Feed us. <laughs> please. Please. Feed us some lettuce, please. What you got going um, I have a couple things coming up, but I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know the dates, and they won't be until a couple weeks in October, but I have a couple gigs. I was asked about your uh, recording schedule the other day. Yeah, I'm going to nail that down this week, the actual date to record my CD. Right. It's going to be either late November or early December. I'm excited I've got, for that. I've got something that I need to figure out first, yeah, and that I'm will be I'm going to do a Three Guys On show, but... and. Uh, we want to get yours out of the way first before yeah, we do Yeah, I want to record. Uh, I'm probably going to record in the green room at the draft house. That's yeah. that's just I just got to figure out my schedule. It's a good spot uh, for the dates. So good spot. Yeah, Friday Saturday like I did. Friday That'd Saturday, but I, here's what I'm thinking about is maybe if if there's an opening on a Thursday, yeah, get myself booked on Ramin's show on Thursday, 
uh-huh. and record all three Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh yeah, but it depends on his what he has open, and also I have to figure out what I'm doing. He'll There's a couple weeks in November where I'm I have shit going on, so I have to figure out my schedule too. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I have nothing really coming up. I'm just going to be healing for a while. Recovery. Yes. Yeah. That's the most Scratching. important thing. Picking scabs. Scratching. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm going to be doing. I want to thank you guys for coming in today. We want to Selling extra there. Percocet. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. You could probably get a few bucks off that. A little bit. A couple yeah. of, a couple yeah. here, a couple there. It's, it's legal. <laughs> a couple here, a couple there. So you guys come on back. Uh... Next Monday, we'll be back. Hopefully, back at 601 will be next Monday. Yep, 601. Hopefully, we'll be back at full power. Uh, I don't know who will be in on this, but somebody will. Maybe, yeah, we got a couple ideas. Maybe, couple uh, ideas. Yeah, maybe some couple special ideas. guests. Hope you guys enjoyed today's. Uh, soldiered, made it through. Yeah, <laughs> made it through. So, appreciate y'all. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Mike Eltringham. Mike Eltringham, the mighty Mike Eltringham. We got three guys on. We are out. Can't stop scratching.